Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome back to Unregimented. This is show number 212. If you're a long-time listener of the show, you may remember Todd, who used to join us on the early episodes. It's been a few years since we talked to him, and he checks in with us. We had uh, a lot to talk about. We jumped right into the conversation. So you'll hear myself, Aaron, and Rich talking with Todd at the top of the show. About 45 minutes in, I think uh, Chris joins us. And it's a very interesting conversation, so I'll just... uh, get right into that well what what are we going to do tonight anyway anyone well i figured that? uh we could watch some porn yeah <laughs> i don't know reason uh what i uh what i kind of was uh the reason i wanted to sit in was um i, I haven't talked to you yet i've talked to both uh rich and chris i guess so mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah there's a whole long story behind this we can get into that at some point but um the reason i wanted to sit in with you guys i'm flying to columbia on saturday <clears throat> and um I guess long story short, to kind of get to the point, I've been kind of listening into your guys' podcast uh, since, uh, I guess, the end of September. And um, you guys are going in the same direction that I am with a lot of things, especially as far as the Internet goes, social media, and the effects that it's having on us as a whole. Yeah, you know, I I want to get more into that, too. because That's why I'm here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to probably uh, do too much. As, I mean, obviously, the political stuff with Trump and all that, I can dabble with that. But as from where I sit, from my perspective, everything that's happening politically, uh, I think, is driven by what's happening online, social mm-hmm. media wise. Uh, we haven't talked in a long time. I mean, it's, it's uh, been, a, been a, a, a real process getting here, but I've, I've sort of, uh, uh, I'm about to wipe the rest of my social media footprint clean. Uh, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm doing photography, not on Instagram, and I have nobody in my Facebook friends list anymore uh, just simply because of, uh, I, I, it, it, like I said, it's been a real long process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that, uh, I think putting politics as the um, primary uh, issue these days, I think is a mistake. I think I think the the horse that goes in front of that cart is is social media and how we're we're sort of devolving to sort of reflecting that rather than driving it. So that's that's okay. kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, we can we can tinker around with uh, you know Trump and all that that other stuff, but I'm probably I may uh, get to the point where I just sort of let you guys handle the rest of that if you want to go that route. I'm down for whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I, there's certainly there's always plenty of stuff to talk about in politics, but I, nothing really yeah. new this week. Nothing that earth shattering. No, there is. There is actually. Uh, you saw well, Flynn, I, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, yes. There is the idea that uh, that there isn't going to be some kind of secret deal between Flynn and Trump. That that Flynn's going to cooperate and Trump's not going to support him. Yeah. 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 And I'm so, really and interested it, it, to see. See, this is this is where I will go on the politics end tonight. If you want to go there, uh, the idea that uh, you know, it, once Trump's impeached, that uh, it, you know, we're going to wash our hands clean of this experience. The thing is, uh, the, what what keeps running through my head 
after watching everything that's happened over the last 10 years or so, is that once, even if he is impeached, let's pretend, for instance, that, that this Flynn thing is a big deal. He's going to cooperate with the investigation, and there's an impeachment maybe in six months, okay? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that that half of the country, that his base, the Republican base, is going to just roll over and say, golly, we fucked up. Boy, I no. sure wish we hadn't voted for Mr. Trump. These Democrats and these liberals were right. How do you no. think that's going to, what do you think is going to happen once he is impeached? Uh, more proof of the deep state in action. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all you're going to get out of this. Yeah, and it's going to get worse because they're going to see this as a coup d'etat. Yep. And, yeah, and, and, be, yeah, and then you'll have uh, <laughs> Trump will be a, a martyr if he's ever if he's forcibly removed from office. Exactly. He'll start a, a social media and news uh, steamroller that will just take everyone with him. And yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to see this as, uh, like I said, a coup. And. Um, yeah, I've, I've sort of, you know, before the election, I was thinking, you know, like everybody else, I let myself believe that Clinton was going to win the election. And what I was predicting uh, about that time was that when he, uh, when she did win the election, that um, all the people who sort of like the real uh, hardcore Trump supporters, the, 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 uh, the real uh, anti-Democrats, I don't know how you are, however you want to phrase it, but that they were going to probably start some sort of insurrection. You know, that has gotten that right. far to the point where anybody who wins, the other side is going to see them as evil and uh, sort of taking the country away from them. You know what I mean? And these guys are – the thing that terrifies me about the scenario is that they're armed and that they're, they think that they're fighting the, uh, the patriotic religious fight, you know? Mm -hmm. And you take him out of office now. You know, you, you, you give them the joy of the election like they've taken, taken the country back, right? And then a year in, you depose him? How do you – I just – I can't get past how this is a positive solution, how it's going to – nothing th – there is no solution here. You know, that's the thing that, that really terrifies me about this because you can you – can, not you specifically, but uh, the liberals and the Democrats can, can fight this fight and they can win the perceived battle. But I don't think they've thought through what's going to happen when they do. Yeah. That's fucking frightening to me, anyway. So They're going to be just like Trump on an election night last year. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck, what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the divides, it's just going to get worse. The, the gap between the... And the risen extreme right is is just going to widen. The people in the middle are going to be, you know, there's going to be a chasm in the middle of it. Anybody who's is sensible and isn't applying themselves or isn't sort of joining either one of these extremist churches, these fundamentalist churches, as I've come to call them in the last year or so, they're going to yeah. fall into this chasm or they're going to be sucked into this this black hole of extremism. Like if you, you, you nudge yourself a little bit to the left, you're going to be sucked into the Green Tea Party. And if you nudge yourself a little bit to the right, well, you've got to join you know the the trumpist movement it's it, there is no so fucking solution here man there is no political messiah there's no there is no coming of political jesus here i mean we have gotten to the point i think where um the only it's like two mobs you know that are that are slowly getting to the point where they're gonna they're gonna attack each other it has to happen that way. I, I, I asked Rich this last week when we talked, talked on the phone. I don't see a solution here. I don't see what it may, it may 
probably not going to happen this year. To happen next year. You there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you dropped, you out, dropped, you dropped out. out. Yeah, I heard something beep at me. <laughs> that was weird. So anyway, that's yeah, that's kind of where <clears throat> where I've kind of uh, gone. I've tried to excommunicate <laughs> myself from uh, the. We can get into the history of all this around the show, I guess. But uh, I'm not. I was last time we chatted. I was I was pretty anti uh, anti. I don't know, fascist or whatever it was back in 2014, and I was pretty firmly entrenched in camp liberal. I no longer am. I have refound my libertarian roots <laughs> because uh, the the Green Tea Party is just as bad as the original version, and uh, I can't, I, I just can't advocate for them anymore. So, yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's, see, but I I I don't know, man. I look at it this way: I haven't I haven't changed really my political views. Yeah, I don't. I feel like the left has abandoned people like me. I didn't. I didn't walk away from the left. Well, you uh, know, I, you know, because I, think- I won't. I won't play the. I won't play the. Everybody who disagrees with me is Hitler game, and mm-hmm. I won't. And I refuse to play the. Uh, uh, to see one party as you know, almost almost like a like a like a Catholic versus Protestant version of you know. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to join the fucking liberal IRA. And I'm not going to join the fucking. You know, no, you don't. The, Brit- you know the it's British. It's, the it's British almost like living in the Middle East now. Say you live in. Uh, you're either in. I don't know Gaza or wherever it is, and you're neither Muslim or Jewish. How the fuck are you supposed to exist? You know how how is it you're you're supposed to get by? You don't have a camp anymore, and you're exactly right. They they left you, dude. You didn't leave, and the th- what? This is what happened to me, and I I I, I feel like I'm suck, sucking the oxygen out of the room here. I'll shut up after this, but I no, uh, what happened to me was what's that? Uh, go, don't let us stop you. Oh, I thought you said yeah. I thought you said something. No, there was. I, uh, but actually, real quick though, I'm just going to slap yeah. an intro on the top of this, and let's just keep going. This is all show. Well, no, let's, let's, this is, I was talking to Rich about this. It's not a bad idea to kind of get, it's like a rehearsal. You know what I mean? You guys are musicians. That's how you tighten your shit up. You rehearse it <laughs> a little sure, bit. Yeah. I think it's not a bad yeah. idea to do this, uh, at least, at least uh, as far as this goes. But the, the one thing I wanted to say was that uh, what I noticed happened to me uh, was that I, I had a really uh, strong reaction to the Tea Party. Uh, back uh, seven, eight years ago when they first slithered out of the swamp, right? And what happened with me was that in reaction to that, I found myself caught in this thing that I call the the ideological riptide, you know, where I Mm -hmm. joined up with these guys to fight that, but slowly over time found myself sliding further and further and further and further to the left. I didn't realize it until about March of this year. And that's when I realized how far (laughs) I had gone and once I could figure the six months to, to actually do it, I actually found myself back right where I was before the Tea Party came along, and that was right basically in the, in the center of libertarianism. You know? And I think a lot of people, uh, when you're talking, when you, the reason I mentioned that is what you were talking about, Rich. You didn't leave. You didn't, you didn't get caught in that riptide. I did. And I think a lot of other people have gotten caught in that as well and just don't realize it. You know, there's, there's this conditioning, I think, that yeah. goes – that goes along when you you're fighting the bad guys, you know, who you perceive as bad guys. These were fascists ten years ago, right? But all of a sudden, right. you've joined this almost pseudo communist mob. <laughs> you no, don't I, even I, realize it. I think we, you know, Rich. We've talked about this before, and I definitely agree with the 
the concept of the fact that we haven't really changed that much. It's it's these movements that are shifting around us. But I think it's true to say also that it does shift you somewhat. It's not a clean break. Like I just realized that I was actually starting to go along with some crazy ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't if you don't stop and, and analyze your own behavior and go, wait a minute, what what is this what does all this stuff really mean? Like, wh- mm-hmm. why am I why am I upset about about you know X subject that doesn't really affect me? What does mm-hmm. it mean in the bigger picture? And then, it, right. and when you have to like kind of recenter yourself and yeah. understand where where you fit into a political party, not how what does it make you because you say you're a liberal or conservative or even a libertarian or or anything right you have to think beyond the labels that 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 you're applying not even to other people but to yourself yeah and part of the problem is it's a binary choice you have to either choose trump or you have to choose elizabeth warren or bernie sanders now that's what's being presented to us it's not truly a, a binary choice but if What's the alternative? If you don't ex- if if you don't accept it, then you're having one or the other applied to you. If you want to participate in the process, though, you have to choose one of those two. You, you I mean, you could have went out and writ- written in. You know, a lot of people voted for Jill the Vulture Stein last year because sure as hell weren't voting for Trump, but did she didn't have a, an actual chance at actually winning that election? You know, her mm-hmm. presence didn't mean anything, so your vote didn't mean anything if you voted for Jill Stein. So you lit, you had tangibly you had a binary choice between Trump and Clinton last year. And what if you don't? What if what if you don't fall into either one of those camps? And what if you don't fall into the the, the rapidly uh, 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 radicalizing extreme ends of these of the spectrum? And that's where we're headed. It it, it really it, it's a fucking problem because people like Rich, people like I, Rich and I are probably really I think. Probably pretty close on the the political spectrum. You're for, a little further to the left, but you're sure certainly not as far left as the Green Tea Party is. I don't think at this point, from what I've heard, anyway. So what are you supposed to fucking do? You know, if you if you really want to participate, I, I have no idea. There there isn't any option. You have to choose one of these two binary choices to really have a voice anymore, or you just wasted. Mm-hmm. See, but but then again, I think that that's this is this is exactly what. The people who want us at each other's throats. This is this is the perfect opportunity for them to take advantage of. And what's sad is right. I, I don't even think I don't think this is some great conspiracy from up high or Russia or China or whoever the fuck. I just think this is pure fuckery. And you see people opportunists taking advantage of it, and we're doing mm-hmm. it to ourselves. That's yeah. the whole the whole thing that opened my eyes. I, and I I told you this. Todd, the whole thing that opened my eyes to this was like it was four or five shows in with you guys, and you brought up Gamergate, Aaron, and I had no idea what the fuck Gamergate was. So after that show, I went home and I started, you know, researching it. And it's kind of when the floodgates open, and they've been fucking, you know, stuck open ever since because I had no idea how deeply into identity politics both sides were fucking dipping their toes. And it was just right, the fringes. Yeah. It, it was just the fringes at that point three years ago. Now it's become almost mainstream. And I see these, the people on the fringe are slowly chewing away towards the center. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, we've, Aaron and, and Chris and I have discussed it before. The option 
to abstain from like the fringes isn't even there because mm-hmm. you're going to be told what side you're on by the people yeah. going make a choice. And if you go, I'm not with either of you, then to the right you're on the left, and to the left well, then you're you on don't. The right. Well, it's either that or well, you can't complain then. You know, it's like the you're, you, you, it's like choosing between emphysema and cancer. If you choose neither, well, you don't have a cho- you can't you, you can't piss and moan about any well. <laughs> fact you know or if you're not in camp bernie then you're a nazi and if you're not a nazi or you're not in, in trump's camp then you're some communist socialist pig right a commie sympathizer or or something that hates america you know you're you're not uh yeah it's, it's exactly like you said it's chosen for you uh by mutual exclusion i suppose <laughs> i don't know it i don't get it i don't understand how i do understand actually how we got here that's the problem i think uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I keep asking this question. I ask it of everyone that I talk politics to anymore. Show me a solution here. Show me how we're able to walk this back. To show me any indication. Show me one indication anywhere that there is a viable solution out there that doesn't involve blood running through the streets. Well, I've. Uh, I hate to say it, but I've kind of come to that. <laughs> Come to that conclusion uh, uh, about three, four months ago. I mean, I I say it and people laugh, and then they take a look at my face and they realize I'm not joking, and they stop laughing and they're like, "Because I say, hey, roll out the guillotines." Yeah. After we throw yeah, a couple heads in the crowd, <laughs> after after we start after we start throwing some heads in the crowd to play kickball with, trust me, the rest of those motherfuckers will either fall in line, or we're going to have a couple more kickballs in the crowd. Now, I'm not at this point. I have no fucking loyalty to the government. The government has no loyalty to me. They're not they're not of us. They're not for us. Money yeah. buys money buys their votes. They yeah. only give a shit about us every four years when, when they or whenever the election cycle comes up. Do so you lose me? No, you're there. Yeah, no, what's going on? Are we having some technical problems? I'm back. Every... Hello? Hello, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Did... Just farted. Did you drop out for a second? Yeah, it said my connection was poor. Oh, okay. I'm back. I'm back now. So let me. Everything looks good. I want to make sure. Yeah, I'm on my. I'm on. I got three bars, and I'm on. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Weird. It was just getting going too, man. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Rich? Well, no, it's just it, I, there's there's really. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only time politicians give a fuck about the quote unquote average person, Joe Sixpack, however you want to put it, is when they need the validation of their vote to to stay in power. I mean, it's just it's just like I was talking about the the something as small. I mean, it's it's a small example, but if it happens with something like the city clerk in Detroit, where fourteen thousand votes turn up missing, and the 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 person who lost by less than fourteen or excuse me fourteen hundred votes turned up missing, the person who lost by less than fourteen hundred asked for a recount, and the sitting city clerk who handles the votes in the city of Detroit goes, oh you're never going to find those fourteen hundred votes. Yeah, I mean that's that's gangster shit. Yeah, that's just that's serious. That is that is we don't even give a fuck anymore. We're just rigging the shit. And you're going to put up with it because why? You don't care enough to do anything. And the I, only I, thing that's really yeah, good, sorry. the only solution uh, I can even begin to see is 
people are going to have to get highly, highly uncomfortable. I'm talking all the creature comforts that we take for granted start becoming luxuries. I mean, look at, I've, I've seen people who are, for the most part, apolitical, start fucking throwing shit fits online over, over this uh, net neutrality shit. And I'm like, good, get pissed off. You should have been pissed off a couple years ago. You should have been pissed off this entire time. You shouldn't have been satisfied with your bullshit and your fucking Real Housewives of whatever city and This Is Us and all, whatever bullshit fucking TV show and, and, and news channel you choose to root for. Well, you should have been pissed off that you have to... Why are we rooting for news? Why are we treating news like sports? Pick a team, get your favorite players, root for them no matter what. Mm, there's That's a not word how for news that, works. It's tribalism. It's encoded in our DNA, dude. That we have to be part of a group that's better than someone else. Uh, I mean, it's, I it's, I it's everywhere. You, know, evolve, you, can, you can look man. at it throughout religion. You can look at your damn sports teams. Oh, I root for Michigan. Oh, you pussies, I root for Michigan State. Blah 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 blah. Uh, tribalism is still in the ape DNA, and it's still a uh, a, a really powerful sort of uh, human drive at this point. And uh, <laughs> You know, people like to. I've actually come to the point, guys, where I've uh, started to sort of have some fun with the presupposition that human beings are good. You know what I mean? Everybody seems to come from that that assumed point of view that people are decent and uh, you know we're we're noble little critters on our way to Star Trek and all that. Uh, I don't know necessarily that I buy that. And that that tribalism thing that uh, Rich was just talking about. You know, why do people do that? It, I I think it's it's almost a road that is almost inevitable that's going to be walked at some point. You know, where you're going to divide yourselves up into into some group where you're all wearing the same, like George Carlin said, you're all wearing the same little hats. And you've got to fight with somebody who's wearing different hats just to prove you're better than them or you're superior to them. It's it's the one thing that you can look at throughout, I mean, all the way throughout history that uh, has, it's a common thread. And you can you can look at it right down to high school sports. You know? Can I can I back up for a second here because um, I'm interested in what we're really talking about when when you say that that change isn't going to happen without violence. I'm not quote, both mm-hmm. these versions of that. And yeah, I mean if we're talking about a revolution, well that's certainly factually correct. No revolution has happened without blood being spilled. No. I'm not talking about a revolution, though. Okay, so what are we talking about then? I mean, are we talking about the the idea that the the system that we have, the capitalist controlled democracy, is is not a sustainable system? No, I think that, that uh, I, I can answer that question. I, I, I think I can answer that question anyway, and it's something that I talked to Rich about, and I actually mentioned it to Krista. I kind of wish he was here. Uh, there's this, uh, you ever heard of Thomas Hobbes? Um, He's a philosopher guy. Uh, right. From, I'm, I, I only know the name. I couldn't tell you anything about him, but enlighten me. I think, and I may be mistaken on this, and I'm sure somebody will tell me if I am, <laughs> but I think he's the guy, one of the guys, one of the principal philosophers that uh, influenced Karl Marx. Uh, okay. And his, one of his baseline philosophies was that human beings, without social training, without being trained apes, basically, if you were to leave human beings 
to what they really are without giving them any kind of conditioning or anything would tear each other to shreds basically raping killing stealing and just running amok and i think that's where uh, when you ask where we're headed i think that's that's kind of where i see it i don't see this as a republican democrat sort of thing necessarily i see that as the sort of the fuse that uh is going to uh, sort of ignite what i call you know the road that's coming. I, I mentioned the Star Trek, you know, the fancy little future that everybody likes to think is coming. I think it's the road, <laughs> the movie, the road, if you've seen it. And uh, where to, to kind of take that a step further, I think that coming back to the social media thing, I think that what's happening on the Internet and what's happening specifically on social media is tearing down what Hobbes was talking about with the social contract that keeps us, you know, in a in a cooperative sort of state where we are willing to sacrifice certain things in order to get along in order to mm-hmm. peaceably exist coexist together i think the internet is tearing working to tear that down and take us to the point where we are just going to basically say fuck you i am not i'm going to kill you and i think politics uh i i think is getting to the point soon enough where it's going to become the powder keg i think that that takes us there it's not not a revolution we're not looking to change the political system i think we're getting to the point where we just hate hate each other we've dehumanized each other so much that if you don't agree with me i'd rather kill you i'd rather beat your fucking head in with a club than have a fucking conversation with you and that evidence of that is everywhere if you look for it so again i ask how in the fuck can anybody i show me where i'm wrong for the love of Christ, give me some hope here, because <laughs> I don't see it anywhere. Well, I don't, the acceleration of technology only points out the, the the basic parts of our human nature that we haven't come to terms with. You know, as and I'm not just talking about social media or anything or the internet or anything like that. Like any technology that we've used, you know, when we when we first learned to control fire. It wasn't used responsibly, I'm sure, but eventually we adjust. But it didn't have it didn't have a global but, impact either. It's true. I mean, I, I wonder if when you talk about tribalism and how it seems that that social media is kind of pushing us back to a tribalist nature. I don't know. Um, I mean. Maybe when information didn't spread as fast, we could carve out our own little section of the earth and just feel like, well, yeah, there's other tribes out there, but that's just, that doesn't directly affect me. Mm-hmm. And now it's but now in your face constantly. Have, yeah, but people, it's how people use the information. You see, and that's, right. there, there's this thing I like, and I've heard you say this, uh, I was actually waiting for you to say it here, <laughs> where, you, you know, the technology is neutral and the technology is, is, is not good or evil. It's how it's used. And it's a little, sure. in my opinion, and the, I don't think so. I, I think that, uh, you know, who Marshall, I'm sure you've heard the name Marshall McLuhan. He wrote Understanding Media back in the 60s. And there's a guy named Nicholas Carr that wrote a book called The Shallows uh, that came out seven years ago. It's actually slightly dated now, but it, it, what it does, it, it's, it's the uh, – Marshall McLuhan is basically the Jesus of this field of study called media ecology, which is the gayest name I've ever heard probably of anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's basically what I've been 
feasting on for the last year. I just learned this term like 10 days ago. Uh, but one of, the, one of the principal things with McLuhan is, and I, again, he wrote Understanding Media back in the 1960s, is that uh, I have the quote lying around here somewhere. I dug it up just for you because I knew I was going to field that. Uh, but it's, it's basically, it's, it's in his opinion anyway, and I, I, I tend to agree with it, is that when you call technology neutral, that you're being a little short-sighted on it because you're not taking into account how it affects how you think and how you perceive the world. It's like an interface. You know, you plug something into your computer. It changes how your computer works. Yeah. And the media, uh, or the media in general, but I think that the Internet specifically for the point of our conversation has done that to the degree uh, never seen before in humanity, not even with Gutenberg. And people are completely unaware of how it's affecting how they think, how they perceive the world, you know, the electronic eyes thing. They think that's real. They think everything coming through Facebook in their news feed, ha ha ha, is an actual, uh, an accurate representation of what the world is. They don't understand that 99% of the stuff coming through there is an agenda. It, 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 it's fact-based uh, reality something or other based on an agenda to sell a point of view. But people are not that sophisticated. They don't see it that way. So they adopt whatever sort of um, uh, viewpoint that makes them feel good, that will reinforce their, their particular worldview and think that they're seeing reality. So when you say that the technology is neutral, it's not. It's affecting how we actually think and how we interact and how we perceive each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it, 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 yeah, I really would encourage you, Aaron, to dig that book up if you can find it. I'm uh, definitely interested it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, terrifying. Uh, and like I said, this was uh, the understanding media thing is the, sort of the nexus. Like I said, it's like genesis of this whole media ecology uh, uh, topic. Uh, but Nicholas, I, I, I pointed the uh, the shallows out to Rich a couple of weeks or a week ago, uh, and that's more of a contemporary edition. It's focused directly on the internet, but they are both both of these books are one's the left hand, one's the right, because it it really helps to see the effects that the technology is having on our minds and how we interact. Mm -hmm. And I think that everything, again, I will always come back to this well, as long as I'm on this show. That is what's driving everything, I think. I guess, but when I say it's neutral, I mean, it's the same way that, that a drug like, say, heroin could be is neutral. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> heroin doesn't have an agenda. and It, it does when you're addicted to it. Right, but that's that's a two way street, you know. It doesn't automatically just in it back in, infect everybody with addiction. It's if you lean into a certain type of behavior, it'll go down that path with you. My only counter argument to that point, and it is a good point, I grant it, but my only counter argument is to look around. If you're going to put the uh, the example of the media, all you have to do is look at the world. And look at how people are are treating each other. I don't think that I, I think that the comparison. I while I get it, I don't think that they are. I think it's false equivalency. Well, let's look at what's going to what what's happening with our social media right now. Um, mm -hmm. We're going through all these people. I had to go in front of Congress and tell them about. Oh, oh yeah, I guess we did take some money for Russian ads, and we didn't really want to talk about it, but. Um, you know, and then make a big show of how uh, we're going to do better. You know, we're going to do something. We have some plan 
to to weed out or identify or, or help you navigate the news through your social media feed. Yeah. And all this really means is that you're going to get, you know, more censorship from whether it comes directly from what Facebook or Twitter decides or whether it's ultimately the government that steps in and, and decides who they can take Minist- money from for advertising. Ministry of Truth, right? Right. Now, my reaction to that is ultimately that there's nothing good that can come of that and just let it be. Like, let whoever wants to pay for advertising on whatever social media platform, that's fine. It, that the ultimate answer isn't how to craft your social media so that uh, it somehow has more truth coming through, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I don't know how you do that, is you the don't. answer to, to just, rather than trying to educate people. What if and, they don't want to be educated? <laughs> well, there you, there you go. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are, because people can do this now. People can go and they can fact sure. check and they can do all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. People don't want to use the internet that way. They exactly. don't want truth. They don't want facts. They want their worldview reinforced. And facts be damned. We've seen it. We've seen it all over the place. I did this, the, you know, the Slithering podcast or Slithering tri- fascism podcast, a lot, one of the last ones I did for you guys uh, back in 2014. I was talking about this. And uh, it's people don't give a shit about truth they don't and that's the problem it's not the it's not social media it, that's necessarily the uh the the evil culprit here it's people and how they use it now i know i just sounded like i contradicted myself but it's it it has released and given people the avenue to sort of tap into that that sort of primal urge uh to to tribalize themselves and it's gone global you see, the, the problem isn't the, the, the problem is people the problem is that we are a severely, seriously flawed creation, and we don't realize it. We think we are the divine little little critter running around frolicking in the woodlands looking for not, you know little fucking walnuts of truth. We're not. Okay, so if there's no faith in humanity, where do we go from there? <laughs> I'm not saying there's no faith in humanity. I just want somebody to fucking show it. And actually, I have an answer for that. Yeah. Uh Surprisingly, I know I, I I'm very rare. Do I not have an answer for something? But um, I, I again, it comes back to the conversation that I was having with Rich last week. I I, I have done a lot of a little bit more hitchhiking and all that in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, I was out in Phoenix uh, last year, just before the election. It was actually on Halloween, and I went to a Halloween party with a friend of mine. And we're sitting there having some beers, and a couple of guys are sitting there chit chatting. And all of a sudden, politics came up. One was a liberal guy, one was a Trump guy. And these guys who had uh, been having these really nice conversations, I mean, it was very congenial and friendly and everything else. And as soon as fucking politics came up, man, they transformed into something else right before my eyes. Okay? And you could tell that neither one was listening to the other one. And while the other one was talking, each person was sitting there scanning their little cachet of fucking Facebook posts, what I call them, like these memes or, or maybe some, some sort of something recycled from something they read someplace else. And right. that's all they were throwing at each other. There was no conversation and no dialogue and, and, and nothing. And it reminded me of 
basically avatars. You know what I mean? Like the little characters, like uh, that. That I, I guess that you you create and sort of inject with your little uh, virtual persona on the internet. Not the blue guys who have the tail sex. <laughs> Maybe those two. <laughs> I would have, actually. I would have loved to have seen that instead of what I saw. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so it, it was a really uh, sort of a seminal moment for me. Because I know that I'd engaged in that, and this was shortly after this, what I call the digital detox started up. And I was kind of embarrassed for myself. I was really embarrassed for a liberal guy because he's the guy that started it. You know, he had been listening to my travel stories and all this stuff, and he was obviously very clearly trying to show off his, his, uh, his meme guns, as I called them. And, and it was just really embarrassing. I told him that as soon as Trump guy left, they didn't get in a fight. They almost did. But as soon as the as soon as they parted company, I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that? You didn't do anything. Why the hell did you do that? And it was like, I know that I've done this too. Not necessarily so much in person, but goddamn it, I've done that. And uh, so it, it, it triggered this idea in my head of these virtual avatars that we created, the C personality. And when you take it out of the matrix and you place it in the desert of the real, it has really, really, really bad results. You see what I'm saying? Now, the point of the question you asked was, um, what do we do about this or, or the future of humanity? The only thing that I can see, and this is what I'm, I'm kind of striving towards with this trip and, and moving into 2018, is I want to go out and see people in, in the flesh, organic human beings. With my own organic eyes, because the only thing that's going to save us is if the the organic version of what's what we're dealing with is different from the avatar. What, you people version. to talk to people. Or, Come on now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. First, hi, hi Chris. Hi guys. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the the one thing that I can. What think if technology of. has the answer to this though? Like, okay, this what? is just dreaming. But what if, okay, yes, the, the haptic technology <laughs> in virtual reality is getting a lot better? And what if we get to the point where, because you're talking about the only thing that really affects change in people is essentially human contact. That we're not going to change our minds yeah. about if somebody is racist against black people and they don't have any black people that they come in contact with in their everyday life then they're going right. to you know call people the n-word online without reservation but if they find themselves in a circumstance where yeah. they have to talk to a black person like they are a human being and then realize that they are and that there's mm-hmm. not much that separates them other than skin color there's really nothing and that's the only that's the only way that you're going to change somebody's mind, right? But what yep. if it's you know the the future is Ready Player One, and we have like this extreme, extremely immersive virtual technology that allows us to experience other things. So it's not even like it's not about just befriending different people. Like you could almost have the experience of what it's like to be somebody else. People will like not maybe use maybe. It. <laughs> They I'd will say, not like, use maybe, it. They don't want we, to. They maybe take longer to catch up with these things, but I, I think that <laughs> Take dude, no. But the old, I don't think so. Okay, but but like, what if we were all not? Is there? Idiots? It's not like there's a way back unless you want to send off like an EMP that's going to destroy every electronic device, and we just have to start over from scratch. There's no backing up in this vehicle. Thank you. The, the, the technology does not go in reverse, so the only answer is through. The only answer so how's your, is, how's, is how's your relationship with the Second Amendment? 
<laughs> because no, there isn't any. And people, I, I love the optimism. I do. I, I, I like the idea of what you're talking about. And I, I think it would be wonderful if people were wired that way. But if one mm-hmm. thing, and I'm glad you're here, Chris, because we talked about this but earlier. we're rewiring uh, ourselves. What's that? But we are rewiring ourselves. That's yeah, what we're doing we with technology. We're re- rewiring our brains, just the same Re- way that we've, we've modified our stomachs with, with the technology of fire. So it's, it's, it's not a predictable thing. You can't necessarily say that based on prior behavior, I can predict what your future behavior <laughs> is going to be because you have an extreme variable in there. Really? I yeah, find that I, extremely Pollyannic. <laughs> I think you can. I think you can predict that because I think we've seen it. And Chris and I were talking about this before because you know you remember twenty twenty five years ago that with the advent of uh, you, you know the internet we have the greatest access to information the world has ever seen. This is the Gutenberg times a billion. We can well, sure, do yeah. anything with all this information we want. And what do we do? We, we sequester ourselves off with happy facts, reinforcing our worldview. We download copious amounts of pornography. And we generally you know, flash pictures of dinner and kittens. We're not using that to bring ourselves together. We're using that to bring ourselves together, but in these mobs, these sequestered mobs that are ready to do war with each other. So I ask you, since you say you can't use past behavior as a predictive sort of thing for how we would use this, I don't understand how you can say that. Because well, I, I'm not I saying that you can't. I'm saying it becomes more difficult to predict the farther down this road that we get. I'm pretty confident one, in that prediction. There's one thing I, I, <laughs> I really give am. Aaron credit for is he is he still thinks we all don't suck. I, I love I, that no, too. No, I, I think that's I'm not trying true. to get it, brother. I am. How dare you have hope, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of hope, asshole. Yeah. Listen, I'm I, I'm trying to get there, and this is what I was talking about about next year. Because what I need to do, you know, what you were talking about about um, I- human interaction, I've I've turned. I actually have a term for that too. I put a lot of thought into this shit, guys. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I don't leave the house much. I just think, and uh, I've, I've called it human synapses. Because there's the, 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 what we do when we connect online. We can connect with people online, obviously, you know, uh, but yeah. it's it's artificial. It's not real. It's it's simulated. But when you're actually okay, looking at another human just, being, there's an exchange of something there that you don't get terrible. on the internet. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I it's different. I don't think that you can empirically say that one is better than the other. And okay, I'm going to go there. As we get closer to the singularity, we're going to redefine what it means to actually have a connection with somebody else. What the fuck's the singularity? We're going to have experiences. We're, we're, we'll have to, we'll have the ability to do things that will f- seem like telepathy basically, the way that we can link together. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I just can't ultimately believe that, you know, the human... Con- I'm not denying what you're saying about human contact and how how there is a, a richer experience that can be gained from that that we can't duplicate in a digital realm. That's a fact. But I think there's a different experience that we can have in a digital way that can be at the same level as a quote-unquote human contact experience. 
it's just a, a, a redefinition. It's, it's, it's not like, I don't see it as good or bad. I see it like as an inevitable and something that we're going to have to live with. I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I have had those experiences where they, there have been people, there's a couple of people that I've met uh, on the internet. I've never met them in person, and I have developed a decent relationship with them. Uh, there are many more, many more, and in fact, I can count, Chris, Mr. Chris, <laughs> I can count more people that I've argued with on your Facebook friends list than people, and just yours, than people that I have forged that artificial connection with. So what I'm saying is, while that is possible, I think that the way people people would rather create this no-account avatar where they can go out and they can just verbally and rhetorically punch someone in the face and run away than they would rather, much, much quicker than they would sit there and try to learn something about other cultures and other races. And uh, just, to me, I think we have seen how people want to use this technology and what their inclination is. You know, there, there's, there's, it's part of the, the breakdown of the, the, what I was calling, talking about with Hobbes. You know, we've had several thousand years of social, a couple of hundred thousand years of social evolution where we've learned to look people in the eye, we've learned to read body language, and we've learned how to temper what we say to someone because we don't want to really experience a fist to the mouth. That is completely being stripped away online and i think we're babies online still yeah but to an exponentially greater degree do we go in this negative way than i think we're inclined to go in the the positive way that you're talking about so when you say that i'm not saying it's not possible i understand what you're saying about we can't we could use the technology that way i just think the chances that we are ever going to get to that point or survive to that point I think are 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 nil. I really do. I but a, I think it's mm-hmm. a conscious decision that a lot of people refuse to make or yeah. or take the easy way out to go. All right, I'm online. There's no physical consequences for what I do. Yeah. And <clears throat> they take it and they run with it instead of going instead of using it as an opportunity to have maybe a more open, honest discussion without the uncomfortableness of sitting across from someone discussing something that is making both people uncomfortable and having an honest conversation about it with the buffer of, okay, I don't have to worry about <clears throat> offending them and, and this and that. <laughs> they purposely offend. The first, yeah. I mean, I, I, this, this is how come, and I've said this and I mean this, and, and some people who, who really know me know it to be true, and a lot of other people think I'm bullshitting. I am much more agreeable online than I am offline. And that's a conscious choice and decision I make because if I if I walk into the situation going, I can say anything I want to, I can do anything I want to, and there's nothing these people can do about it, then there's no there's no discussion. My mind's already been fucking shut down to any type of new ideas being put in there, and I'm just going in there to raise hell. If I go in there and I treat people respectfully. It's funny you can <clears throat> you can actually see in some of the exchanges I have people just stop responding because they don't yeah. know what to do. They they start they start going for the, you know, the attacks, the personal attacks, they, they you know they they creep on your profile, hey you fat fuck, 
you know, and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nice. What does that have to do with what we're Based talking about? The obvious dipshit. Yes. Thank you for pointing out something that everybody since fucking high school has pointed out. I'm fat. Great. Wonderful. Now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Nothing. And there are certain people <clears throat> who... The word troll gets thrown around way too much. Anybody who says something that anybody else doesn't like is a troll these days. That's not a troll. Yeah. A troll is someone who purposely walks into a situation and does not... They are almost amoral. They have no fucking... They don't give a shit about any political stance. They don't give a shit about... Uh, they're a shit stir. About right or wrong. Yes, exactly. They're there to stir the pot. And they're Rebel trying to make you... Lick, yeah. yeah, and they're trying to make you lick the fucking spoon when they're done. And those type of people, you, the only way to deal with them is just to fucking just put them on a pay no mind list and get them out of your fucking just nope I, I, to not deal with them. It's like a kid throwing a shit fit. If you feed into it, the shit fit's going to continue. The problem is someone's always going to feed into it on a big enough group of people online. Someone's always going to take the bait. So when I go in and I have these conversations with people, they really kind of there's a level of attrition that that just that just that that. That happens organically by going in and actually having a decent, polite conversation. Because the people who are there to start shit go, well, this is boring. This isn't what I want. So they leave. And the people that are there just to fucking, okay, here's my stance. What's your stance? Okay, now I want to fucking argue and I want personal attacks. And you're a fucking libtard and you're a faggot, you know, and all this shit. They eventually they don't. There's not enough. There's not enough fucking tension and fighting there to keep them there. So you whittle away all the bullshit, and you will get someone who you can have a decent conversation with, even even a debate. The problem is you have to go in will, willfully with a mindset of I'm going to do that and stick to it. And let me ask you a question. Just don't though, dude. have a how many, uh, don't uh, have discipline. You, could you guess how many? What the percentage is of people that you will find? online who really 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 want to have that that sort of uh, intellectual dialogue that give and take with you oh what as opposed to the the people who just you know once they find a point of disagreement just want to engage in some sort of warfare yeah but i mean if i if i just real quick to answer your question yeah i'm going by just going by my experience i this is being very generous too we're talking two three maybe three percent I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, that's about where Very I was generous. thinking. That's I, I know. That's just I, but that's also people, going though. into groups where they're. Okay, that may be just true of people, uh, uh, Aaron. So <laughs> again, I, I take it back to Ooh, I. I really want this hope you have, but if that's the case, if that's the percentage of people that want an honest, honest dialogue and want to slowly move toward you know, truth, I I, I I I I need to understand how you're getting there. You see what I mean? Um. I, is, it, is it worth it for for a small minority of the population? I guess is what Todd's getting at. Not for me. Well, okay, so that's not what I'm getting at. Actually, I, what I'm getting I at like, is I, go ahead. I like I a good debate. I like a good argument. You know, even if it's about things that that are ultimately frivolous. And there's been a lot of times where I've offended people because they like, why does Aaron have a problem with me? He's always arguing with me about stuff, and and not a. I mean, to me, that's a compliment. That means that we can have a real conversation. Yeah, you care enough to you try know, to talk. If you, to right. If your argument is 
to come back at me with you know some canned answer of uh, you know your triggered libtard or something, then the conversation's over. But if you're coming back with intelligent, interesting uh, retorts, then it's going to go somewhere. It's it's rare to find those people just in real life. It does. I don't think that there's anything about being online that makes a person different. It just makes them. It makes them more willing to speak their mind. See, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I and, buy into that because no, I don't. I, and you, I, and I, you're just as likely to find, you know, the, the rarity of finding a person to have an intelligent conversation with online is just—it's the same chances as you would if you're just walking the street. I would, See, I, would I, I guess, I would counter. Um, there was, I'm trying to. What was, what was it you were going to say, Rich? You said you disagree with something. I, I, I lost my train of thought there for a second. You had a, you had a retort on something. Yeah, my, my brother is a is a perfect example of I guess what I run into a lot online. All right, he's he's my brother's twenty five, so we are com- just two completely separate generations of people, and he was raised in the zero tolerance for bullying and you know never hit anybody type you know environment in his in his schooling and and all this shit, and he walks around constantly saying. Oh, only idiots resort to violence. Only Neanderthals resort to violence. But at the same time, you stick him online, and he says the most vile, disgusting shit that comes to mind with people that he disagrees with in the slightest. And I've told him, I said, you understand that if you said this shit to his face with your punk ass, you'd, you'd have a set of dentures by the time you were 15, right? You understand that. Like, your jaw would have been wired shut multiple times by now. You hate violence because you're no good at it. You're good at talking shit, so you yeah. go run and hide behind a keyboard. Yeah, you're a Navy pro- SEAL it, when it comes to words. Yeah, you know, and, and, and he, gets, he gets pissed at that. He's like, oh, so because I'm not some knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing, you know, thro- evolutionary throwback that will automatically resort to violence? I said, no, dude, it's not automatically resort to violence. The shit you say would provoke most people to fucking go, dude, if you don't shut up, I'm going to put your face to the fucking nearest wall. Like, you don't understand. There's a thing that that I I did remember what I was trying to get at, where people, since since the Internet's come along, people have been trying to reinvent themselves online from the very fucking beginning. I mean, you can go, I don't know if any of you guys, I've never done it, but if any of you guys have ever tried any dating sites and I heard that's maybe thing. you see i heard that's huh? a thing i don't know yeah it is a thing <laughs> but it, you know the, the 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 sort of um the projection that you see on the profile doesn't always match what you what? meet at the coffee shop for that the first happens? time usually maybe what? sometimes it's a couple of hundred pounds what? off come on right? <laughs> it's a rumor. It's a rumor. Come on. So, uh, I have, just just real quick i had a buddy get catfished all the way he moved from I don't Tucson. Know what means. Uh, means, means she used a means she used the upward angle. That's that's what that means yes, nowadays. Exactly. It's, it's, it, he, yeah, she took she she only sent him she, headshots. She hit her four other chins. Uh, and it was always from a certain. Hey, but I'm the angle guy that. To, 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 but I'm the guy who was took going for the team and fucked her anyway. Eh, whatever. Yeah. But no, he, he he actually he actually moved from Tucson back here 
and blew off all his friends that he hadn't seen in a year and a half and was like made a beeline right for her house and got there and it was like yeah it was like it was it, he goes he goes dude she opened the door and he was like oh fuck i have made a huge mistake yeah. <laughs> did Literally. you eat the chick i was talking to <laughs> And I told him, I said, what did you expect was going to fucking happen, dude? You're not meeting. It's, yeah. Chris Rock has a bit about it, and it's no, more, it's no more truthful than online. You're not meeting that person. You're meeting the representative. Exactly. And that, that, that's, that's the point that I was trying I to make with that comparison. Because, yeah, the, the human being, Aaron, may not change. But how that human being behaves and acts does change and what i was to, another point that i made to chris this afternoon is that yeah it's only online it's only on facebook and blah 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 which is fine there is an element of truth to that but the effects on both ends of the computer are real it it affects how people perceive and react to it and how well, their their sort of their perception of human beings is affected yeah. by that you know there's been you a know. lot of talk about direct effects of, of violence of people that you know, every time that we have now what is multiple times a year mass shootings, yeah, the first yeah. question a lot of people want to know is who did he last vote for? Exactly. What were the, the first what, thing what they want to know, yeah. What were, this, what were this guy's politics and which what side did we Facebook? place him on? Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about how, you know, the... the uh, what was it? The Las Vegas shooter had Antifa propaganda all around the room, supposedly. Well, we saw the pictures, and that he was he was radicalized Alex by showed us the organizations like all Antifa right. and, and Black Lives Matter, right? And so they are responsible for inciting this this uh, this violence. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I, <laughs> Alex Jones. Well, I would. Unless. I guess I, what I'm honestly asking is, is there anything to that? Is there anything yeah. to the fact? Because that, that's kind of where I see you. Maybe I'm misunderstanding your point, but that's where I see you going with this, that that you can have real-world consequences from what looks oh, like yeah. simple I mean, misbe misbehavior on social I media. I mean, I can tell you, I've, I've been on this podcast for three years. I seem to be the only guy... That and I get shouted down. I don't care because whatever we our, we all have our own opinions. How it goes on this show, but I seem to be the only guy that I'm the only person that seems to see a correlation between our society getting increasingly violent and like more violent video games and movies and TV and shit. And like, it, but we're not more violent. Not even with all these mass shootings, are we more but violent? But I can see it. But I can and see hold on, it. Hold on, connecting with like what Todd is saying about how like when. I, let's let's say you play Call of Duty forty hours a week. Like, uh, what's to say if you do that for like a I, year? I think if you're what's... prone to disassociate from the world around you in general, then yeah, you can use some violent video game as some sort of guidance for no, how to I, act in but, life. But unfortunately, you, but you're a sick individual. But, but it's just like what, when you're being an internet <laughs> tough guy. It's when you don't have to look somebody in the eye. Well. Here, here's here, you, you actually just hit on it. When you're disassociating from the real world, this is what I was talking about with the human synapses and everything else. Mm -hmm. When you disassociated yourself from the real world, and all the only thing, the, the only way that you perceive the world, 
which you know I, I we could debate and uh, to what extent this actually happens but when the only thing that you see is through electronic eyes through uh matrix the matrix projection of the world how difficult is it to dehumanize someone i don't think video i I've, I, i'm taking video games out of this out of this conversation because they've been talking about video games since i was a kid in the early 80s i mean i, I don't hey, necessarily you saw Pac-Man think eat someone you're gonna any, eat someone all right yeah <laughs> yeah Zaxxon made but, me uh, violent as a kid yeah, but I mean, it's it's very easy when you go online and there's no accountability and you don't have to deal with real world like Rich was talking about, like getting your ass beat for some of the things you say to someone and you get in these arguments and you have it coming back at you as well. You know, irrational comments and flaming and trolling and all this other stuff. How hard is it? And this is the thing that, that I think really, really, I mean, it gets to the core of what I was talking about is how hard is it to dehumanize the other person? Right, and then and then, how how much of a step is it to once you've dehumanized someone to not see their life worth as being worth anything? You know, I, I I agree. We're not nearly as violent as we used to be, Aaron. I mean, the 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 the, st- the statistics bear that out. But we've had, I think, two the the two biggest events of mass murder have occurred in the last three years, as far as firearms go. Yeah. So there, you can you can talk about you know, uh, random random murder or anything else, but there is an element I think to the, the being able to disassociate yourself from the real world, what I call these human synapses, to uh, taking the next step to dehumanize the people that you disagree with. So if you're an Antifa guy and you're looking to go out in a blaze of glory, he's 60 years old, maybe he's getting sick of I, I think he was 60, I don't remember exactly, but he's getting older, he's maybe getting sick of life. He's an Antifa guy, and those motherfuckers down there listen to this country music concert. They're a bunch of fucking Trump bots, and they're this and this and this. They're not human anymore. Fuck it. I'll just wipe them out and kill myself. How hard is it to dehumanize those people once you've disassociated yourself from it? And that's what I think is happening. I, mm-hmm. I just want to interject something real quick. It, there's also a – we have started to juke the stats in a big, bad way by redefining terms to fit an agenda. Instead of instead of letting the definition stand, we go, no, 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 that's not what that means anymore. It means this. Why? Because I want it to mean this. Case in point, mass shootings. Yeah. When I hear mass shootings, I think of someone walking into a crowd and opening up. No, no, no. That's not what's defined as mass shootings by the by the watchdog groups and the and the and the anti gun folks. Three or more people. It's that is ridiculous. Three or more. Three or more. It's it, it NPR just talked about this uh, two days ago. Three or more is what's considered a mass is, shooting now. You, you want to take out your family at Thanksgiving? You just committed a mass shooting. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That's not I mean, like that's it's not the like same playing yourself <clears throat> on the top floor of the fucking whatever the fuck that was and mowing down people. Mandalay yeah, Bay, not yeah. The same. Yeah. And it's it's the same. Okay, it's but, the same. It's the same way that they've used the redefinition of words. To weaponize, and this is this is coming mostly from the left, the people who go words are weapons. Yeah, because you've weaponized them. Case in point, mm-hmm. racism. Racism doesn't mean you think that one race is genetically <laughs> superior to another race. Racism now means power plus majority equals racism. So only white people can be racist. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. Right? That's called goalpost moving on a level that's ridiculous. And we allow it to happen because 
it, it turns you get caught in a Kafka trap if you if you don't allow it to happen. If you say something and go, wait a minute, you're redefining words to what they don't mean to support your agenda, then they go, well, you're racist. The minute you deny you're racist, that just reinforces to them that you're racist. It's Kafka wrote about this in the trial. This is nothing new. This isn't this is an old trap that's been used on people. And it's constantly used in psychology. Why are you angry? I'm not angry. You're in denial, which proves that you're angry. It's circular reasoning. And yeah. we've now, we've allowed it to become supposedly the basis for, for a debate in these days and but discussion. In the, in the, that word in the, now is the debate ender. That's what's become in the last yeah. five years. Is what, you got, oh, no, yeah. Longer you got, than you that, got nothing left? Racist. And that's it. Well, that's what that's. But the left used that against uh, anybody who was uh, had anything, any problem with Obama. It's been longer than five years. I mean, this this goes all the way back to two thousand nine or two thousand eight. Oh, you don't like you don't like Obamacare? You must be a racist. Two thousand eight. It's the second time I've heard that date today in historical significance. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's it's not it's, necessarily it's not necessarily about race as far as the redefinition of words. It's just the most blatant example of it. Besides, and I would say, and the only reason it popped in my head is because of the whole mass shooting thing. I'm like, wait a minute, three people's a mass shooting? Well, three I mean, people's, it, it, you, three you, people's you, a heated argument. That's a quick three Tarantino people could possibly be a ricocheting bullet, depending on how you bad a shot it, you, you can are. take it a step. You can take it a step further if you want to see something that's more contemporary. Or a good something shot. <laughs> that's <laughs> something that's been uh, uh, sort of thrown up in the, in our face in the last uh, couple of years. The misogyny. Yeah. You know, it's the argument ender. You must um, be a misogynist. Boy, my penis. You know, this whole so, all this. You so know, I've heard you guys talking a lot about the uh, the sexual harassment stuff, uh, the, the the charges of whatever. Wait. Um, What's going to happen? I've I've come to look at this, and I don't really want to steer the conversation too far off this way. You guys can take it if you want, but uh, I, I've looked at the um, the uh, the last couple of months with this Me Too thing, with all these allegations coming forth. I've I've started to call it contemporary McCarthyism because you don't need any sort of proof anymore to destroy a human being and have them blacklisted, you know. And if you ask for it, if you say, "Can you prove this allegation?" It's like, uh, you know, going back to the McCarthyism. Well, what are you? You soft on sexism? Well, uh, Jeremy Piven, you tried can't. to make that point, and he's just getting shouted down even further. I mean, McCarthyism. He's, he's a part of the the allegations, but he brought up the point of you know we're now in a society where you know it's it it used to be guilty to. I mean, I'm not quoting him directly. It used to be guilty to or innocent to proven guilty. Now it's the opposite. Yeah, but with this one thing, it is. Yeah. And it, actually, I guess you could you could actually. I'm not I'm not defending Trump, but a lot of people have already convicted him. You know, I asked I asked Chris earlier today when you again try to keep it. I'm I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here, but to keep it where the the rule of uh, uh, of law being you know innocent until proven guilty is sort of going out the window, even as Trump goes, because I, as far as I know, nobody has ever named a statute of the law. That that President Trump oh. has violated, even if he did collude oh, with Putin. Go, dude. Where's the law? What's you, you the statute? Open, you open that door. Have fun. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I've never. You know, I understood the Watergate thing as far as break-ins and and things. But what statute did he did he violate? Silence. I love it. Well, dude, there is Dude, you know where I'm at on this. So good luck. 
Good luck. No, with this that. is. I mean, you, this you this may get all I've the been, proof you want, but if you can't prosecute him, I'm saying this. Well, this is what I've been saying. There's going to be no video of Putin been, writing him out a check. Like they're 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 even never. Even there is. Even if, suppose there is. Is there a statute there? Is a, I guess a, a foreign campaign contribution. Okay. It would. It, it would. It would. No. It would have to be. It would have to be literally money exchanging hands for the service Putin. of hacking in hacking into the bank with the dollar sign on protect. Protected files and leaking them to the press to make Hillary look bad and to make Trump look good. It would have it would have to be something along those lines. Trump and is not even, a rocket scientist. Say, He's not you that know where I'm at. I think they're even, looking for something they've never then, yeah, I do. I do. But I mean, just to 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 double back for a second because I'm starting to see something and hear something that's that's amazing me when it comes to the latest, you know. Um, with the sexual harassment stuff, it's, I'm hearing people I know, women I know, even men I know, who are like way hardcore feminists and proudly carry that flag go, okay, this is starting to get fucking ridiculous. Yeah. By these standards, Dude, everybody has been has, has sexually harassed. Jeffrey Tambor, probably one of the most progressive actors like ever. And he even said, I'm not going back. He actually came out and said, I'm not going back to this new crazy environment. Fuck you, I'm done. The, 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 the one that sticks out to me, and this is kind of what Aaron and, I, or Aaron and I were talking about last week, and he's like, well, I'm not seeing it. And I said, I understand it's not happened yet, but give it a couple months. Once again, I underestimated how quick it would take. Um, Pixar, John Lasseter at Pixar. Oh, yeah. All right. Hit the accusations against him were unwanted sexual advances. When pressed for details, he hugged employees. Oh, he's a hugger? Yeah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It was a he weird hug, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, unless my <laughs> An unwanted dick is, hug. Unless, nope. unless I'm giving you a hug so tight and my yeah. dick is knocking on your clit, it ain't an inappropriate... I'm sorry. That's not enough to get an executive out of his office... And he is stuck in this, once again, this Kafka trap of, well, shit, I have to apologize. But I'm, what am I apologizing for? And Stand now, up for yourself, motherfucker. And now take NPR, a goddamn, take a testosterone shot. NPR Stand just the had, fuck up. You know what I mean? NPR, oh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. NPR just two days ago had a apology expert on, which I laughed my balls off that someone collects God. a check on How do you that listen time. to that shit? <laughs> <laughs> because it's better, that it's, was better NPR. Under, it's better than the music that's on the radio. Buzzing. Trust me. Uh, uh, and, and, and my car is just old enough to where it's a pain in the ass to listen to like podcast in it. So, but anyway, hey, can, can we can we can we take a quick break here so I can go pee and uh, grab a smoke? Can we breathe for a second? Yeah, yeah. I have to pee well, too. Cool. All right. Cool. How's this going? You guys feeling yeah. good? I'm on half hour in. Yes. Yes. Sure. All right. Good. Because uh, me too. <laughs> you just randled, it feels good to be able to talk <laughs> instead of typing shit. All right, I'll be I back in like two minutes. At this point. Okay. Oh, I just seen it in like a month. I just. No, I, yeah, you randled on in in the middle. Yeah, of you were clerks, just like all of a sudden. Of wow, hey, yeah. another voice. Sweet. <laughs> but glad you made it. I thought maybe no, you would. Sorry. Okay, so NPR brings out this apology expert. Like I said, I, I want in on that racket. That's got to be easy money, and. The apology. It doesn't seem like it's rocket science, science, but um, 
most people don't do an apology right, so maybe we do well, need apology experts. Did I do mine well, right wait, today, Chris? Wait, Was I okay today? Uh, okay. Is... Uh, is it apology expert as in expert in identifying apologies or an expert in cr- helping somebody craft an apology? It's she was a, an expert, uh, expert in in yes dissecting apologies and it, saying okay. no matter what you said this is what you really mean. Oh, and God. so I guess I guess uh, John Lasseter this Pixar so executive single? that's not even useful. <laughs> I guess this I guess this John Lasseter this Pixar executive who's been <laughs> ordered to volunteer to take a leave Get of absence by Pixar. Here, really? Um, the guy who gave yeah, us yeah, Toy yeah, Story? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Well, he gave said, other people creepy hugs. Well, I guess he said, Woody just seems weird as a name. He said, I've, I've apparently made missteps. And I'm like, in other words, he wants to say so badly, I gave fucking employees a hug. Fuck off. But he can't, so he has to go, I'm sorry if one of my missteps offended some people. And it's like, you, you know what? I, I, that's Jeremy Piven did something that was so fucking pimp. That motherfucker is, it makes me believe that he wasn't even acting when he was playing Ari Gold. He was just being himself. he come out and he goes, I didn't do this shit. And you know what? I'll take a fucking lie detector. I'll take a lie detector that anybody wants to give uh, me. See? You go ahead and that fucking give to it to me. Straying into the territory of me thinks one doth protest too much. But hey, you notice that he's one of the few who's been accused, who hasn't been forced out of his uh, job yeah, situation. Because that show's going to be canceled next season anyway. <laughs> I, I understand. Look, I understand that, and you can get as cynical as you want about it, but it's still the fact remains that a hug will get you removed from a position where you've made billions for a company at Pixar and he's accused of basically not 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 unwanted advances of flat out sexual assault I mean right up to flirting with the line they of said he, they said I guess there was no I, yeah I guess he he stopped at any type of penetration which would have made it I guess legally rape so, but he walked right up to that line, according to the accusations. So, I mean, it, if you go, no, man, fuck this. I'm not going to fucking play this game. I'm not going to come out and put out the fucking pat apology. I'm not going to sit here and act like I did something wrong when I didn't. All right. And what's blowing my mind is the people I know who are just, I mean, hardcore feminists going, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Even I'm saying this is ridiculous. This is literally going into witch hunt territory now. Now yeah, it's yeah. it's taking it's taking the seriousness of women who have actually been sexually assaulted and raped and putting it on the level of late night Dude, monologue. Did fire. you guys talk about Charlie Rose yet? Did that not blow no, your no. fucking mind? Not really. Yeah, no. No. He, yeah. He seemed kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> Me neither. Shows. That blew he was like, my oh, mind. He... I'm not sorry. I'm no, a, I was like, that's I'm a scans. cynical motherfucker. And I was <laughs> I like, wow, dude, you seem like you were just missionary for the last 60 years. And Have you ever watched his interviews, man? He looks like he's about 30, like uh, two millimeters from fondling every female guest wow. he's ever had like, on there. That I, I'll be, I, I, I did <laughs> not see that coming. I will be completely honest. Yeah. Charlie Rose, of all I people? Mean, 
I mean, I, I was I was shocked that his junk still worked well enough to you know <laughs> to want he pulled the to, nude move. Uh, I don't know harass somebody. I don't know how recent any of these were. I mean, I, I think I think the age thing is the one thing that sort of threw me. But yeah, I didn't I also see Charlie of, Rose as a nude move kind of guy. <laughs> like, hey, how's it going, I'm Charlie Rose? Now I'm nude. Yeah, yeah, and no one wants to oh. see that. Seriously, no. Charlie, put that put put your clothes. Put your oh pants back God. on, white boy. No one wants he, to see that. He was, uh, he had so, what a, an assistant or like a junior producer or something come to help him with notes for a show, and he was in the shower already yeah, calling call for it, like, "Come in here, just, <laughs> just naked, just you know." I haven't, I haven't read any of the details on this, and you're horrifying me. Oh no, he, he, I don't want to. I don't need new, this image. Dude, he pulled the nude move. Like he was a frequent. The nude move was in it. He'd just walk into the like room. What, one is, bag what of does celebrity do to people? I mean, you've got Harvey Weinstein and you've well, got no. this guy. What does celebrity do to you to see yourself in the mirror as something anyone wants well, to see? We were all discussing previous I don't shows get that. about Between those like, two guys. Apparently, oh, we're doing it wrong with not just walking up to a chick and jerking off. Yeah, apparently. I think I cut oh, out there. Sorry about that. You've been there the whole time. Oh, it, re- it said it reconnected. It's fucking okay. liar. <laughs> Technology, so yeah, I, I just don't, I don't get it. You, you know, you, you and I were in radio, Chris, and uh, we worked together once upon a time. If you, if you missed the backstory, and uh, I keep thinking to myself, uh, I don't, I don't really know if I really want to go off in this direction. But as, as far as this uh, Me Too movement and this witch hunt, and you know, everybody's a sexual predator now. If you give anybody a hug, I don't know that liberals really want to go down this road because I don't know of too many radio people, celebrity types media types, you know, who didn't try to use that oh, celebrity man. at some point to get laid. You're going to you're going to poach yes. every single one of your sort of uh meat puppet avatars at some point if you're not careful. You know, Al Franken. You know, he's one of your rising stars in the Democratic Party. And you've basically just taken one of your rising stars and thrown him in the trash bin. You know, I, I don't know how far how liberals are going to like this. I don't know that they're going to like the vacuum that they're going going to create with this, and that they're sure as hell not going to like whoever fills it. You know, it's it's who's, who's going to take Charlie Rose's place? You're going to have a journalist like Charlie Rose? I, I don't. I I just I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of anxious to see where where that all leads and what's left. I guess after the. Uh, What's left of the the junk junkie? But who's gonna kick it to done. Gail about the top five fashions for? I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what he you're was, talking about. Well, no, he was it. he was on CBS <laughs> this morning. He had, he had mm-hmm. debased himself to doing a a uh, you know network morning show. Okay. Oh, I have a nice, I have a neat story. Maybe I'll tell it off the air when I, my hitchhiking uh, over the summer. I went up around uh, Lake Champlain. And I uh, found my sh- myself in a truck stop in uh, Vermont watching the Today Show and almost got kicked out of the truck stop because I was yelling at Matt Lauer. watching Kathy Lee and Hoda <laughs> like, getting hammered. stupid mother. You know what he was doing? No, oh, fuck it. I'll tell well, it. I- I'm yeah, sitting here. He He's like 8 o'clock in the morning. I just climbed out of my bivy sack and I-, I just started, you know, I plugged my shit in to charge my phone and all this other stuff. And I just hadn't had my coffee just quite yet. And I'm sitting here watching him. And he, uh, I can't remember the sponsor, but he was using like, the hundred year olds 
You know what I mean? People that were having their 100th birthday around the country. And, and they, it was like lip, it wasn't lip, who the fuck was it? It was some company, and he put their, they put their fucking faces like on a label for like honey or some shit. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here, you stupid motherfuckers are, are using these 100-year-old motherfuckers to sell whatever the fuck it was. And it just, it, it just so pissed me off because I'd been without television for a while and I'd become resensitized to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it just, it, 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 it was uh, such an over-the-top reaction to Matt Lauer that they were yeah. like coming back to like poke their head around the corner to make sure I wasn't ripping the TV yeah, off the wall or something. It's just now, man. <laughs> like for real. Oh, like, it was terrible. I wish I could, I, I, I wish I could remember the sponsor. I, I still five years it. into the job. I don't turn on the TV when I'm on the road. Yeah, I know, Rich. Ooh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's when I come back and I see commercials and or I watch like at, uh, ESPN or somehow I accidentally slip and put on a network uh, news channel for a second. It's it's just overt, yeah. man. It's yeah, terrible. like whether it's the commercials or even in the delivery of the actual product. Well, th- this is actually a nice segue, though, because I, I, I guess that is something you and I were talking about. I, I, I'm sure I mentioned this to you too, Rich, on the phone. Was that yeah, a lot of what's going on uh, these days is that people are so unsophisticated with the media that uh, they don't realize that what they're viewing is a fucking product. You know, they think they're the customer. People who watch TV and watch news programs think that their viewership is what is being it what's drawing and creating revenue and it's not it's advertisers what's creating the the revenue is putting eyeballs in front of the dick pill commercials right so they don't take that a step further and try to understand that what they're viewing is a fucking crafted product targeted at a specific demographic liberal conservative whatever else you want to call it you know what i mean so you're not actually watching news you're watching reality based uh, programming meant to, you know, uh, sort of uh, uh, accumulate an audience to put in front of the advertisers so they can make more money. And it's, uh, it's basically what Edward R. Murrow was warning about back in the 50s and the 60s, that when you turn news into a profit-making organism, that journalism is going to go out the window because you've got to attract audiences and therefore you're going to, you know, corrupt the product in the end. And people don't get that. People don't have no concept of that whatsoever. They think that Fox News is some cabal that's in charge, you know, be, <laughs> sort of in place to, uh, uh, I don't know, um, like a propaganda. It's not a propaganda network. It's, it's a, a tailored product, a news product tailored to a specific audience to gain viewership. You know what I mean? And people don't get that. Isn't all of it? That's... that's People, do, yes, people have a hard time understanding that, yes, these people are as cynical and even more so than you give them credit for, that they exactly. have yeah. no problem. The media companies? Adverti- media companies, advertisers. Yeah. I, I, when I try to explain to people just how, I'm like, look, you know when racism isn't racism? When you call it marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, get I get dumbfounded stares. And they go, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, you do not understand. When you turn on, let's say... Some of those uh, racist people in the world are radio or television salespeople. Well, I was going to say, mm-hmm. when you turn on like a, a hip-hop station here in Detroit, Some, now you'll hear a McDonald's commercial. And that McDonald's commercial, they'll have black yeah, voice like actors. Billy D. Williams oh, yeah. voicing it and shit. They'll, yeah. have, they'll have hip-hop music playing underneath it. They'll even put a hip-hop spin on their... 
there i'm loving it logo you know whatever then you turn the same on the country you turn yeah. on the country station it's some dude with a twang a bunch of country you know country-ish guitars in the background and a, a little country spin on on the, i'm loving it yeah. it's yeah i'm like do you not understand everything is marketed towards you you've already been divided up into a category yeah. and people resist that but yet they love to go I'm going to label myself this. I don't want to be an individual. And this is this is something I don't get with a lot of the people in the younger generation, the two, two generations coming up behind us. I don't understand it. I, I'm, I'm hoping we're not the last generation that has like a, a, a fierce desire to be an individual. Like, don't don't no, relate our, to me as the stereotype. Relate to me as me. Not what well, you fucking... No, that's- that's that's the identity politics, you know. That's where you know everybody's got to be sort of put in their little pig, uh, cubby hole. You know, I'm a strong white woman, or I'm a strong black woman, or I'm a you know, whatever. I mean, there there is no individuality left. You know, I can I can insert tribalism spiel here. <laughs> you know, but nobody no, there is no individuality that seems to be left anymore. Everybody has to join a certain group. And when you when you say that the media companies, just to go back to, to, to one thing you said, it's not cynicism. It doesn't have anything to do with cynicism. It's they are a corporation. Their job is to make money. Plain and simple. Like anybody else. Like GoPro. It's, it, it, it's no different. They have to make money. And they make money by putting eyeballs in front of advertisers so they can either sell more commercials or they can raise their ad rates. It's fucking simple. And if you look at the product through that, that, that filter, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Everything from MSNBC to Fox News, even CNN with their stupid – they are the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I would rather watch two porcupines fuck for seven hours than hey watch man, five minutes ESPN. of CNN. I can't fucking stand it. ESPN? Huh? I don't well, watch ESPN. Well, let's say Jamel Hill, they were, all, they were all behind her till she fucked with their commerce, and they went, oh, no, you That's guys That's exactly right. Up. <laughs> You that is exactly right. You got to knock that shit off. Yeah. Yeah, you start talking about advertisers. <laughs> you know, there was it was funny. My girlfriend's parents were here. Uh, he, he, my, her dad is like a big fucking neocon, really religious oh, is guy. He, is he making uh, America great again? You just, yeah, well, kind of. But I, I, uh, he's from Kalamazoo, back where we did yeah. radio. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? This is with the, with the Jamel Hill thing. And if I, if I were to go on the air, pretend we're back in Kalamazoo and it's 2000, Chris, and I were to go on the air and say, hi, this is Todd Thompson, 1077 WRKR. And you know, Harold Ziegler, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, they're a bunch of pieces of shit. They just are real assholes and you should never fucking shop there. What would have happened to me? That would have been your last break that you ever did. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I wouldn't have had any cause, any soapbox that had anything exactly to do with the first like, motherfucking amendment. You, son. you know? It had nothing to do with my freedom of speech. It had everything to do with using their platform to cost them money. You don't have a right to that. It doesn't fall under the first amendment. There is no government suppression going on when you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. You're a you're, fucking you know, idiot. Mel Hill's been super quiet since she's been back. Uh, she's been back for like a month. You heard shit from her. I don't. I don't. I don't watch it. But yeah, it's right. Again, yeah, it's, we were talking earlier about uh, re- redefining terms, and certainly, just the the whole second uh, uh, second amendment, the whole first amendment, the whole concept of freedom of speech has been redefined to be used as a shield to protect people from. Behavior that they just think is unfair. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's unfair yeah. that I spoke my mind and I was punished for it. It's like it's and like that's not what this country is all it's about. Like that dipshit who flipped <laughs> off, uh, uh, who went viral, who flipped off Trump. She worked for a government contractor. She made it her social media profile picture, and then she's like, "What, what, what happened? What's going on? Why did I get fired?" You can get, yeah, it doesn't apply to your employer. The, the, the First Amendment is to keep the government from throwing you in jail for voicing an opinion. Nobody's yeah, being exactly. thrown in jail. Like the here. First Amendment means... You know, losing your fucking job is not the same as being thrown in a fucking Soviet-style gulag because you spoke out against Stalin. The First Stalin. Amendment means the Finkler Shores police aren't kicking my doors in tomorrow because we recorded this podcast. That's what the First exactly. Amendment means. Doesn't protect you from being a fucking idiot simple you know and, be, and people seem to oh my god you're being censored on facebook that's that, that, that a violation you may free be a fuck you you don't know yeah, what the pe- fuck you're talking about this, you know what Where, where's this thing of <laughs> the, my social this, media account the, is right where's that come from oh my god the <sighs> the blue check marks on twitter oh people are going nuts over this shit i i don't even understand why they devised a, a whole check mark method Anyways, other than, you know, somebody who, a lot of people were opening up fake celebrity accounts, mm-hmm. you know, so they had to be like, well, we definitely know that that's David Hasselhoff. You're not being <laughs> duped by somebody who's acting like David Hasselhoff online. Like, what the fuck does it matter anyway? But so yeah. David Hasselhoff gets the, the blue check mark. And now everybody that gets to a certain number of followers gets verified at a certain point, right? I, I, and so then verification is seen I as see people less uh, approval as well. Checkmark, I'm just saying. So then, so then <laughs> like, people like Richard Spencer is on, on Twitter, and now he gets his blue checkmark taken away because everyone's like, why are you, why, you approve of what this guy is saying? You're letting him say all this stuff on Twitter. And, uh, and so now Twitter has to completely reevaluate whether they're going to do blue check marks in the first place at all or or what that means because apparently it means something completely different to everybody who's using Twitter and mm-hmm. and meanwhile there's uh, I forget what term they were using for they had their own hashtag for it but these people who were seen as uh, seen as uh, extreme right wingers and uh, are are saying that there's basically a, a, a genocide on Twitter, like no, they're Jesus being wiped Christ. out. They're 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 being. This is uh, <sighs> another example of H-I how <laughs> the, the deep state is trying to silence them, and Twitter is all part of it. They're part of the liberal media agenda, and that's why they don't want us on here. Can I ask you a question? Yes. How the fuck do you have hope for anything? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously, <laughs> he lives on Twitter, and I'm like that dude. I, go I tried on Twitter, Twitter, and I feel my Twitter soul was actually. Out of my I, I got to tell you this: uh, going back a few years to the podcast when it ended, tw- Twitter was one of the things that ended it uh, because mm-hmm. I was trying to market that shit on Twitter, which meant I was observing Twitter, and I wanted to hang myself every fucking day. It was like string myself up with some fucking fishing line. Please, you know, I don't a, want to watch that. Okay, I can't look at how the fuck can you do that? I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. It's your like patience, picking sir. a scab, kind of. Sometimes you know. <laughs> certainly, there's times where I, I'll go on Twitter and all I want to do is read somebody's stupid jokes or mm. see some interesting comic book art or something like that. 
and yeah, I'll just see something retarded. You know, flip right past anything that that mentions anything political or anything like that. Then there's other times where I do want to read not only somebody's ridiculous post but all of the comments on it, and wow. re- regardless of how stupid. And yeah, Twitter. it does feel like like kind of picking a scab, but I <laughs> picking a scab. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, it, it's almost like compulsive behavior. Like, is there anything directly gained from reading what one idiot says? No, but Why do you do I don't want to say like I, f- I feel more informed per se, but at least you know that you're not going to change these people. That's that, for damn sure. But well, but understanding. How people think is is certainly advantageous. I think I, I don't know. I'm saying yes, it's a cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> it's polite, yeah. But there's well, let me, let me, there's let me, uh, there's good information to be gleaned there. Still, I'll trust well, let me, you. Let me let me ask a question because I don't think of all the conversations we've ever had on this show. Uh, I don't think we've ever really had this one about at least with how we look at social media. And our use of it, um, uh-huh. and so I guess the the, the 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 main question is: Do any of you guys feel like you are or ever have been addicted to social media? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. To the point to the point where I didn't understand what it was doing. It's I've attributed it to alcoholism. I compare it directly to alcoholism, but a lot of the stuff that I've been going through, uh, partially with you, Chris, and uh, a little bit with you as well, Aaron, was the making amends part of the 12-step. It's fucking weird. I didn't ever intend it that way, but I found myself actually enacting certain elements of the 12-step to get myself away from it. Absolutely. Interesting. See, because I've pretty much, for the most part, pulled back a lot with, with interacting on Facebook. Facebook's my <laughs> Facebook's my drug we of all choice. That <laughs> um, yeah, was mine too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I uh, you know I post shit that amuses myself, but then again, I'm the guy that walks around at work doing shit just to amuse myself, and I don't care if anyone else gets the joke. So I'm just weird like that. But I do find what I keep coming back to Facebook for. And this is the part that I'm hooked through and through. The hook is set deep too. Is the voyeuristic part? Yeah. I don't get involved in the drama, but boy, why yeah. be that? I'll be the neighbor peeping over the fence at the drama. Oh yeah, I'm mostly a lurker on Twitter. Like I, I don't post a lot of shit, and I, I, I'm not trying to like put something out there like some personality. It's I'm not trying to craft some online avatar, some version of myself i i'm just observing it's unavoidable though to do that you cannot put forth an authentic version of yourself on social media it's impossible sure so you may not be trying i mean if you're if you're posting anything either to face i mean i i think you're you're probably a different animal than i was uh aaron i i don't i i, I don't really compare you and i directly but i do know that if you're if you're participating in it at all you are putting forth a sanitized version of yourself, which yeah, is no, the, that is the matrix avatar. You know, it's what you want people to see. It's the projection that you're choosing for the world to see uh, electronically. Yeah, and even going back to what I was saying about how I make a conscious 
decision and effort to be more agreeable, I guess, when I interact with people well, on yeah. Facebook. That's Can, once again, I'm not being my assertive. You're being, right, you're not being a human self. being. You're being that that electronic representation of yourself. Okay, yeah. but but it's. It, I guess I think of it more like these are. There's certain things that I share on Twitter and most other things that I don't. In the same way that we can sit here and have a conversation about all these different things, but if I was at the grocery store in line and somebody wanted to strike up this kind of conversation with me, I would not lean into it. I'd be like, no, I just want to like pay for my shit and go home. You know, like I don't need to have this conversation well, here now with... Well, that's that's, that's one of the things, though. You guy in a MAGA that's, hat. So, that's so yeah, I mean, I, I craft an image by based on what I choose to share online. I guess I'm not I'm not conscious of trying to portray a certain version of myself. It's just any Being more than I am when I any 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 more than I am than how I decide how I dress when I go to work or how I conduct myself when I go out just. Interacting with people in public. Yeah, but you're not. You're, you're you know, not, I put it's clothes on. I, I watch no, TV I, on the couch nude, but I would put clothes on to buy groceries. <laughs> yeah, I, there, I, I there's completely certain things get what that I saying. that I share on certain platforms. <laughs> right, but the, the the thing is, is that people, uh, the, the whatever human being you're interacting with, whatever human being is on the other end of whatever connection you have via social media, you are not interacting with that human being electronically. Right. You can't right. do it. It's fucking impossible to do that. This goes back to what I was talking about earlier as far as the human synapses versus the the artificial kind. And what I'm kind of looking forward to doing next year to actually getting in front of more random people, you know, to see what these human beings are like as opposed to the online interaction is I, I think I, I really want to see if it's possible to glean what's in control and what's in charge now. You know what I mean? I, I I, I don't know that I'm articulating that properly, uh, but I think that going back to this hope thing, and I'll make it just just to reiterate it real fast. If there is any hope, I think from myself uh, personally that it has to be a return to the organic sort of interaction and looking people in the eye and having real face-to-face conversations and getting having some people get punched in the motherfucking face a few times when they try to drag this Matrix avatar out into the de- what I call the desert of the real as I rip off the Matrix. You know what I mean? It, it, I think that is the one thing, and it's the, the, the odds of this happening are about the same as Jesus coming back at exactly 9.27 tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't think that it's I've got likely an idea. at all. What, what if you're going to tweet at somebody, you're required to watch a little video that's recorded of their reaction on their phone Look, when they read your tweet. That's That would be a step up. <laughs> that, would be the, that would be a is, step is up. A, st- <laughs> a very small step, because he'd probably be sitting there with his dick well, in his hand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's just... I mean, I'm kind of being facetious, but... I, I know you are. I don't, I don't want to retread uh, ground that we've already went over, but that, that kind of... I'm going to goes to, to my point again, of, uh, of of the fact that as we like we're this whole digital world that we're talking about right mm-hmm. we we've barely even experienced it we're no, just dipping we're just dipping our toe into it and it's already freaking a lot of people out 
I have a name for that too, and I've, I've called it. But, I've called us the cyberspace monkeys. Right. There is <laughs> yeah. there is no like uh, there's no schematic here. There's no user's manual for how to fucking navigate. We are the first generation to use it, and right. we are learning as we go and making some really horrific mistakes. I, I look at it like putting an eight year old in a car. Cyberspace the motherfucker in the cash. Right, but when we, you know, when we started uh, putting electricity into everybody's houses, a lot of mistakes were made, uh, and still to this day, houses burn down and people get electrocuted. Yeah, are you gonna? Are so, you making? I mean, we get we get you, better. Do you think social media is essential as electricity? Um, in reality, or that's a good question. Is it is it essential as electricity? No. I would say I would say yes. No, I would say yes because what what we're what we're considering essential is the way of life that we want to live, right? Essential as in it's neither are as essential as oxygen. It's true, you know. So when if you want to put it in, if you want to start categorizing things that way, then electricity is just as superfluous as social media. Electricity went away. I would still wake up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we and we would find ways to. Carry on. Actually, if electricity went away, but, we wouldn't have social media. I'm all for it. Let's, exactly. let's kill it. Let's, <laughs> our last podcast, everybody. <laughs> you know, we'll you know, Coach, just come over and bring beer, and we can sit around your place and chat. We've tried that know, before, though. No whiskey this time. Poor football. Gotcha. Um, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting when I was in rehab was the first thing they do when you get there is okay, empty your pockets. And they take your phone and they put it in a little box and they say, okay, you know, you, you won't be needing this for the next 28 to whatever, how many ever days. And I watched so many people going through heroin, uh, any type of opiate withdrawal, people going through the DTs, and they were almost as fiending as much for their phone back as they were for the fucking their drug of choice. And oh Jesus, I don't mean to say this in like a ooh or pat myself on the back way. I swear I don't. But I just did not give a single fuck that I didn't have my phone. It did not bother me. When I come home from work, I put my phone on the charger, and if I don't have to be at work for, at work for like two days, sometimes I don't even see my phone for two days. It could be in another room. And oh, I wish I could be there. I just—I didn't have my phone for two hours, I, like a couple weeks ago, because it was being fixed, and I just felt like I had some peace. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't use no, my phone I, all that much. Either. That was the first thing, uh, one of the first things that I got rid of when I actually attacked the attacked the digital detox a year ago was I got the, I got the Facebook app off of my phone because having it on your phone makes it too fucking easy to pick it up and look at it you know what i mean or when you're you're sitting on the couch watching something and you want to you know post your holy righteous opinion on something you know you can just pick your phone up blah 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 blah, blah post oh there, there there's my fucking thoughts on something when you have to stand up and you know there's that added step that really makes it a whole hell of a lot easier to stay away from it you know, the well, phone thing is, I mean, the, that book, The Shallows, that I keep talking about, I mean, that goes into this whole other uh, thing about having the access in your pocket and what it does to um, that addiction sort of end of... Uh, See, for me, I'm, and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but for me, I've just kind of learned, like, it, it, the stove is hot. 
like it's still on my phone, but I mean, I, I am not as active as I once was, not by a long shot. I've yeah. just kind of learned to like it's just it's just another app. It it it's no longer an extension of like, hey, I have this thought and let's shoot it out to cyberspace. No, it's just it's it's another yeah. app. It's like fucking ways at this point to me. It yeah. Todd, have you read I Hate the Internet? No. It's a very short book. I think you'd enjoy it. It's kind of a weird book. It's Are you saying uh, that, that I don't have the attention span to read a long book, Aaron? Not at all. No, not at all. All I'm saying I'm is sorry, that just, this is like, it's not a big commitment. Oh, yeah. I just read, read 600 pages on Hemingway this week. Ooh, God damn it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's kind of this quirkily written book that is just about it's it's about different experiences on the internet and how uh, I don't know just how things get out of control and it's a lot of it's actually a lot about what we're talking about and yeah. I, I don't know it's interesting it's by uh, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the author's name Jarrett with two T's Kobeck K O B E K Okay, but it's yeah. very entertaining. It's it's quite funny actually. The way he's he's a very amusing writer, but um, uh, it it he it doesn't philosophize about the online interactions. It really just kind of lays it in out in plain language that makes it to any discernible reader. I think what makes it the, the ridiculousness comes through just in the. In the plain way that he handles everything, right? Yeah, I'll, so, I'll keep anyway. an eye out for it. I've got I've got two days. I fly off to Cartagena, <laughs> so I'm not going to be picking up any books between now and Saturday. But is it? You know, if it's on Kindle? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, I, know, got, I read it uh, on my iPad. Yeah, I've got this uh, McLuhan book, and I've got another one of his in queue after that, and then I think there's one other one that I was going to. But I I'm, I've got a little time on my hands with buses and shit down there, so I may download it and. Check it out, as long as it's cheap. <laughs> Maybe I can steal it. That'd be great. But uh, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is either cheap or free online. Yeah, I'll look for it. But, um, okay, so where do we go from here? <laughs> how about a, how about Retor- a piss break? Like I'm always looking for those. Podcast-wise. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did you mean? Oh, podcast-wise. Yeah, no, oh. we can take a quick break. Let's take a pee break. We can, we can, you know, I, we've kind of, it's been a lot of, we haven't done a lot of politics or anything, so if you guys want to steer that way, it's cool with me. Uh, what are you, any, any other suggestions? Did some shit happen this last week. Uh, Charlie Manson died. We talked about that. I don't know why. <laughs> Seems I, like, oh, my God. The amount, of, could, the amount of people I work with who think that, that that's Marilyn Manson that died was oh God. truly... <laughs> I'm not. I'm like. Are you fucking with me? Or are you serious right now? Do it. Get it done. All right. That's a good. You know, I, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, while we're on break here, uh, I like the the conversation that we're having here tonight, and what I've, I've I've told both. I guess I'm telling you, Aaron, because I think I've told both Chris and, and Rich this at the same time. This is something that's not being talked about a lot. Um, there are little there are little elements here and there that are kind of bubbling up left and right, but I, I don't hear a lot of conversation about this stuff. And if you guys really uh, move instinctive, I would love. Whoa! Oh yeah. wait, you, you're you, dropping out there. Yeah, I came back. It reconnected this on time me. You, 
Where did I leave off? What did you hear? I. You were talking about uh, conversations we're having aren't really being talked about. Yeah. And then you dropped out. Yeah, what I was going to say is uh, I would encourage highly, highly, highly encourage you guys to keep these conversations up as far as the Internet. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, the fact that you're, you sort of advocate for it, Aaron, uh, uh-huh. adds to it uh, because it, it does make the – it makes you guys distinctive. And that is something that, uh, you know, if you really want to uh, – I don't know what you want to do with this thing moving forward, but uh, I just – I would really encourage it. Because it's uh, it's intelligent, it's smart, and it makes people think. And I think as far as even sort of the altruistic end of it, it, it makes people it might might raise a little bit of awareness on the subject, get people to think how they use the internet and what this shit does to them. You know, that might actually I, please for the love of Christ, <laughs> at least devote <laughs> keep going with it a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. Because on. like I, I like I said, that's uh, when I heard that um, back at the end of September uh, when I kind of stalked you guys i was like holy fuck finally and it, the fact that it came from you guys um thrilled me because we you know i told chris we've we haven't talked none of us have talked for three years and <laughs> to see that every it's what's it's that has hit the fan in like the last three years i fucking dropped out right before trump <laughs> but uh what i what what really encourages me is that you guys didn't influence me I didn't influence you. All four of us have, to some degree, come to the same conclusion on this. Not to different degrees, obviously, Aaron. You have a different, you know, long-term view on this. But um, it's it was sort of two organic little fucking things growing in two separate petri dishes. Yeah. And that, to me, um, I, I I don't know what it spe- what it spoke, but it spoke volumes. So I. You know, no matter what happens, you know, as far as uh, our interaction or whatever goes from here, I hope you guys continue with it because it's something that will make you distinctive. And that's what, you know, you want to stand out in the crowd. That's what you got to do. You got to do what somebody else is. We're all insane. I think we're all pretty adept at that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's my two cents. I'm going to go pee and smoke a cigarette. And I'll be back. Um, do you guys want to hit on this net neutrality thing at all? How can how can the FCC repeal something Congress has done? That's that's what I don't I, understand. When it comes to the legislative side of things, I I you I, I have to defer to somebody else. That's not my area of expertise. Um, I just know that it doesn't. If it goes as bad as some people are predicting, oh. it doesn't bode well yeah, for guys fucked. like us. I was, I was reading about that actually while we were talking. <laughs> An article about that come up with whatever I was. I was searching on something and it was something that hit, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I mean, basically, if you are a small independent content provider and you don't have money to send people to lobby and 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 speak on your behalf. Uh, you're not going to be heard, so you're going to be fucking just basically. They're going to shut the tap well, no, off. No, it's not going to be so much as the tap is shut off. It's just going to be like you're going to be. You're, there's going to be a. Well, I guess maybe the giant. There's going to be a giant roadblock in your way because what I was reading is it's going to turn into something like. Hey, you can browse our sites for free, but for the rest of the internet, it's going to cost you extra money, like that kind of shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Someone put a. Um, Oh shit! Hold on a sec. 
Uh, it's a basically it's a simplified way to break it down. He said, you know, what we have right now, let's say you pay fifty four ninety nine a month, you know, to your ISP that gives you video, email, gaming, social media. Well, no net neutrality. Video, that's gonna be eighteen yeah. bucks a month. Email, nine bucks a month, gaming, fifteen yep. bucks a month, social media, twelve ninety nine. Oh, but hey, if you want Facebook only, it's eight ninety nine. And if you want Netflix mm-hmm. only for your video, it's eight ninety nine. Yeah. Fuck. And it's also going to give one of the predictions is it's going to give the uh, uh, the internet service providers, the big ones, you know, Comcast, AT and T, Verizon. They're going to be able to start favoring and producing their own content and services over anybody else's. So it, wonderful. Now we're going to have even a more of a monopoly. And the control and yeah, flow of information. run media. Welcome. Kind of. Corporate-run media. And this is, this is where I have... This is my issue. This is, this is where I have issues with so many of my friends that are libertarians. It's, you know, you, we all know the snake flag, don't tread on me. And it's, I saw someone photoshopped a shoe stepping on the snake and it said, you know... Comcast, Disney, AT&T on the shoe. And the snake was saying, well, hey, at least it's not government. And that's pretty That's pretty <laughs> much like these people that are like, you know, oh, yeah, man, no regulations. Let the free market decide everything. Taxation of any type is theft. It's like, okay, yeah. so you don't want to be you don't want to be controlled by the government, but you're fine being controlled by people who in no way are beholden to you because you're first of all, it's a billionaires club, and you ain't in it. Tr- All right, and you're you're not a temporarily embarrassed billionaire asshole. Just you're a working poor white person in the middle of nowhere. You're not in the me, club, no matter how much every you year think you this are. thing goes by, and I file a loss. I mean, I get some shit back in April, but yeah, I'm starting to come. I'm starting no, to come more over to your side, Rich. Like, goddamn, give a motherfucker a chance. You know, there's two thing, two things on the that net neutrality thing uh, that. Uh, I just lost the first one. God damn it! <laughs> Too much coffee, I think. The one thing that I uh, that I came to, I mean, net neutrality has traditionally been sort of my one of my big uh, issues. You know, I was all in favor of mm-hmm. keeping free range internet intact, but I my this is my cynicism creeping in, and it kind of ties into what we've been talking about all night. Is that if people don't know how to use the internet anyway? They don't bother to use it. In constructive ways, what the hell tangibly, what does it matter if Comcast is throttling this website or this website? It's not like people are off enlightening themselves anyway. You see what I'm saying? I don't understand. I, I honestly, I, it, it's hard for me to say today. Anyway, get back to me in six weeks when I'm out of the when I'm out of the cave here. Uh, how it's really going to affect anything? Yeah, I it mean, is interesting. I mean, dude, I, I, you, I, you, I, I can't get with you on that one, man. I, I, just because you don't use something doesn't mean that you, in the future you're going to continue to not use it or you're going to continue to miss. Like right now, it. I, I go. That's that's a very that's a very addict type of mindset in my book. That's an all or nothing I guess mindset. I kind of default to like right now, like I choose to go to Google News, like or for my homepage. Like I don't want it to like 
I, I guess it goes back to maybe back to that crazy night, you know, three years, four years ago. Like, it's like you two putting the album on my phone. Like, don't put that shit on me. Like, let me choose. Be like, hey, you two's got a new album. Mm. Let me download it. You know, it's free if you want it. Like, it's the same thing. I don't want goo. I don't want my homepage to be forced. I guess it's, it's kind of where it comes down to. And, yeah. and, and real quick, just to speak to, you said people are, you know, they have the world of knowledge at their fingertips and they don't use it. I think a lot of the problem is, is that we've entered the opinions, Trump facts, no pun intended, like part, like time and society to where even if you'd go to do your own fact checking, all someone has to do is cast enough doubt on where you go to get your facts checked. Oh, you went to Snopes? Snopes is a fucking left-wing fucking Fair organization. News. Don't believe right. anything they say. Oh, you went over here? It's or a post, you went post-truth to this website? world. Uh, that's the phrase that I've heard uh, thrown around lately. It's yeah, a post-fact I'm, world. Post-truth I mean, I, I, found, yeah. I found a site that, that basically breaks down media bias and does fact-checking. And they call out everybody from the right to the left. They have pro-science. They have cons- you know, pseudoscience, questionable sources, what's satire and what's not. And it's, it, I, 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 I tell people about it and they go, oh, well, how do you know that's legit? I'm like, how do, how, I say, how do you know who your fucking father is? Because your mother that's calls exactly you an asshole. Kick him in the balls how do you know who your daddy is? You suck. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> At a certain point, as cynical as I am, and as much of a doubting Thomas as I am, when my hand's in Jesus's gut, I gotta fucking pretty much say, okay, that's probably Jesus standing there in front of me. Yeah. I mean, come on now. In that I, sort of environment, though, I mean, in that sort of environment where you can cast doubt on anything, and it, I think we're all pretty much in agreement that's where we're at, right? That it doesn't matter about fact. It, 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 all you have to do is say, it's a li- you know, Snopes is a liberal, blah, 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 blah. There is no real agreeable basis of fact anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I wanted to go back to, Todd, I Did agree I, with you. I cut out again, didn't I? Sorry. No, we heard everything. Oh, yeah. oh you did. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Sometimes we hear everything, sometimes <laughs> but, we don't. Uh, jumping back to the net neutrality issue real quick, though, Todd, I, I totally agree with you on this. I, I'm i in the same boat. I It used to be something that freaked me out, and now I realize the more I, I find out about it, I, I understand that this is this means almost nothing to the end user. This is a battle between companies like AT&T and Verizon that control the access to the Internet and companies like Google and Amazon that want to profit off of the information and access to the Internet. That's what, whether we have a net neutrality or not, doesn't mean, it doesn't change the business model for, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, Comcast giving me access to the Internet. Or me paying for content um, through things that I, that I get through the internet. Um, yeah, it, it it may result in like Rich, the example that you're using, and I've seen pushed around uh, Twitter a lot too. Is that we'll see like this a segregation of how we can access the internet? It isn't just like I get the internet into my house and I can do whatever I want with it. 
I have to now decide, am I more of a gamer or do I want to be on social media or am I just using it for Netflix? But, you know, that could actually result in lower prices for what you're paying for Internet access, you know? Oh, what about competition, too? I mean, if, you, if, you, if there was real, real competition here and you had a choice between Internet service providers. Now, there's you, the difference. Net neutrality and, doesn't yeah. do anything for that, though. It doesn't say right. that Comcast or Verizon or AT&T can own you know, any more of a certain percentage of access to the Internet. They can own as much as they want. As right. much as they My can point is, though, if, if it was really a free market, Okay, and I can yeah. choose between AT and T and Comcast. The only thing I can get here you is can't. Comcast, right? right. You the, cannot, the, right? I may be able to get Verizon that FiOS thing here before long. Whatever, I can't now. It's, but the, right. let's, no, let's it runs pretend. like the mob. They have their own right. territory. Yeah, that's that's the every you know that's that's been a uh, an issue for for years. But what I, what I'm saying is, if if you had this, then if you actually had the free market and you had freedom of choice about your internet service provider, then the 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 ISPs would be in a position where they really couldn't throttle the internet all that much if they didn't want to lose customers, because somebody else would offer more access to greater parts of the internet and more websites, and therefore draw customers. You see what I mean? If it was actually a free market. This wouldn't be a fucking issue. The FCC could do whatever it wanted with that, but people's would would choose with their own money and their own subscriptions to subscribe to the service that gave them the most unthrottled access to the most of the internet. Well, but that also, isn't how that isn't how it works, though. But the the reason that companies like Google and Amazon are so interested in net neutrality isn't just because somebody else controls the spigot that they rely on to get their information. It's because the more regulation that, that is put on the Internet in general, the more we're going to start regulating what Google and Amazon is doing with our information. Is that a which bad is thing? What they're, which is what they're making their, their money from. Google and is Amazon that- are companies that are making billions of dollars in advertising based off of the information of our browsing habits. Yeah, yeah. That's Again, what that they're ultimately bad? afraid of. Is it a bad thing that what that Google and Amazon is doing that, or that no, the, they're, they're only that they're concerned about it? Yeah, I I don't see that as a negative. I'd love um, to see Google regulated with what they what they gather and what they do with the information. Okay, no, I follow you now. No, absolutely. I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Look, we accept a a, a certain amount of regulation in anything in this in this country. You know. Is is life better with electricity? I think we can <laughs> I all agree. So. I think that we can all agree that it is right. There's as dangerous as it can be. There's major advantages that allow us much better, productive, healthier lives. Whatever. Um. Damn it! I lost where I was going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my 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 concern it's, is that you guys keep talking about the the competition in a breed competition. Oh it, no! It, I was it, starting, it, okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah, we can agree that that it's better, but it doesn't mean that automatically that it becomes a a right. No, I lost that. Never mind. That was going somewhere different. Let me let me let me I, add. 
Let me add one other thing here, uh, yeah. because it, it sounds like you're either uh, for um, internet regulation and you know what the FCC is trying to do, or you see it as an encroachment on you know free access to information. It seems to me, not too long ago, that everybody thought Obama permanently saved the internet, and yet here we are. So who's to say that if the FCC goes through with this and then, you know, the skies part and somehow Trump's not reelected in three years, that President Elizabeth Warren isn't going to install somebody into the FCC that rolls it back again? You right. know, it seems like this is really almost it's, – it's almost like one of those arguments that come up every four fucking years depending on who's president and who's in charge of the FCC. It's nothing permanent. You know what I mean? That's true. It's, it, 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 it's like, if, if it were, whatever Obama did three years ago wouldn't be coming up again. But now, fuck, here it is again. Do you think it's going to stay in place if Bernie Sanders is elected? No, of course not. So what's the matter? I guess. I mean, it seems like one of those issues that we that is sort of thrust upon us in the out, you know, by the outrage industrial wants us to sit here and argue about it. But it never changes. It, it all, the, the argument always changes depending on who wins a certain election. Nothing's permanent. There's no set of permanent values that we're going to go by. It, it's all based on this fucking election cycle stuff we go through every four years. Well, let's, just let's rehash the same arguments. Let's let's just let's play pretend for a few minutes here and say 2020 Democrat gets into into the Oval Office, rolls back to, or goes back to net neutrality. Yeah, and for and somehow in some unforeseen way that we haven't thought of yet, basically makes it to where you they can never do what the FCC is trying to do now again. What's how, going how to happen? That? I, what, that's why I said we got to play pretend here for a second. Okay. Because in, in, and bear with me because I, I swear I'm going somewhere with this. I, I to me, it's going to turn into an issue like abortion is. It's like, okay, abortion's going nowhere. Right. So what do states do? States start making it damn near impossible, some states, to get an abortion. There's, I, I was listening to a podcast. I cannot remember the name of it. Forgive me. Um, but they were talking to one of the last doctors in Texas who offers abortions, and they were talking about all the loopholes a woman has to go through, including a waiting period, and you have to see 3D... Watch a video. Yeah, 3D <laughs> yeah. scans of your baby and... and and in and all this shit, and give it a name. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. I mean, there was that one politician who said that he wanted to pass a law that all aborted fetuses had to have a, a funeral, basically a, a death certificate. Yeah, a funeral. Texas? Yeah, this was in the, yeah. This they were talking to this doctor in Texas. For an abortion than a gun. Than a gun. Yeah, they. Put, oh, believe me, they they. It was it was an extremely liberal podcast, and they could have punctured titanium with their fucking rock hard dicks pointing that fact out. But <laughs> I mean, it, that's where I see shit like it goes. It's it's if it's not a back and forth like a tennis match, it turns into a okay, fine, fuck it. We can't overturn it, but we can damn sure make sure there's a whole lot of roadblocks there in front of you, make it almost impossible. For you to do, it's just easier for a woman to leave Texas and go get an abortion someplace else if they have the money. Which, let's be honest, most people who most people who get abortions are self-aware enough to realize a) they can't afford to raise a kid, 
So it usually puts them somewhere along the, the spectrum of, of working poor to lower middle class. And B, or B, they're they're not they're not in a position to raise a kid. If you don't have the money, how the fuck are you going to get from South Texas to another state that has easier abortion laws? It's it's not like people people who have never traveled. And Todd, you can speak to this. People who've never traveled, even in the continental United States, do not realize how fucking huge this country is. How big a state like Texas is. You can start driving from one side. And two days later, you finally get to the other. Dude, that I is... spent nine fucking days trying to hitchhike my way to Oklahoma. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. huge. It's fucking huge. I mean, so yeah, it's, 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 that's, that's where this is the, 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 the political game that, or games that get played. That I just, that is what gums up the works, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. I mean, because there would have to be some, if, there would have to be some segment that would go, well, wait a minute. Even if it's just out of spitefulness, we're going to fucking, we're, we're going to put as many roadblocks in your way as we can. I don't because know if they can. For one thing, the, the, the difference between uh, abortion, which is a state law issue, and something that's regulated by the FCC, that's federal. I right. don't think that uh, states can impose their own regulations upon a federally regulated utility like uh, – it's not utility, I guess, but uh, something that's, uh, that falls under the FCC blanket. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but aren't we kind of going through that right now with states with legalizing medical and recreational marijuana versus the federal law? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, there is know, Rich, precedent for, it to, to, for, for the states to go, give a fuck about your federal law. Yeah, but this is this is something. Uh, marijuana doesn't go through a, an infrastructure like cable wires. You know that they're talking about. They're regulating shops that open in a strip mall. You know the infrastructure is already mm-hmm. there, and it's already running through established lines. I got you. It's not like it's, if you if you open a, a a medical marijuana shop, you don't even have to have your product imported. You can grow it yourself. Whereas internet, you have to. It has to go through. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can see. I don't think, you know, the FCC, uh, again, Chris and I, we've dealt with, <laughs> it's, it's, it, there are uh, regulations Cock and things balls. that are put in place by the Federal Communications Commission that the states have no control okay, over whatsoever. But, okay, what about this, though? Rich, when you talk about the woman that uh, is in Texas, wants an abortion, has to travel out of state in order to get that. Now, let's say if that woman is wanting to have an abortion because let's say she's you know in her early 20s, she has a boyfriend, but she's not really serious, it was an accident, and she's going to school and she has a career planned, and so that's why she wants this abortion, right? If she has to leave Texas to have that abortion, there's probably not a good chance of her coming back to texas she's going to go on to be a professional in some other state that is more in line with her beliefs right and in the same way when we talk about what the fcc is going to do to regulate the internet in our country that has to be weighed against what other countries are doing we can't just look at the internet in a vacuum in our own country because 
I mean, while we might not like the fact that Google and Amazon and other giant companies like this are are marketing our information and advertising in a certain way to us that that just seems creepier. Uh, do we do we ultimately want Amazon and Google to be based out of our country? Don't we like the fact that they're part of our economy? That these are booming industries. And so uh, when we talk about how much we're going to regulate the Internet, we have to consider how much are we going to regulate it compared to what is our competition doing? What are they doing in Europe? What are they doing in, uh, in, uh, in Japan, in China? Well, it, reminds me, it reminds me of the old uh, the torrents, the torrent sites. You, know, you, could, you could make things illegal here, and you couldn't operate sure. anything that was going to disseminate movies and music and all that shit, but you set up shot in news, Becky, Becky, Becky Stan or whatever it is. You know, and then all of a sudden, how, how are you going to enforce that? How are you going to regulate that? Because right, so there's it's a, offshore. It's a concept of the of a brain drain or an industry drain, essentially. Right. Like yeah. we have to regulate the internet in a way that makes sense. It's not an all or nothing issue of like it has Again. to be a free and open wild wild west because that's how we're all successful and that's how it came to be what it is and and it should be you know by the people and for the people. No, it's just they don't want Silicon Valley going to Mumbai. <laughs> you definitely don't. So yeah. especially when we're a, when we're when we're operating in a world where we're not producing all the goods that all the country other countries want, that we're not manufacturing things, and then well, you know, there there is a little bit of a wild card in all this that, and I'm hesitant to even bring it up because I could see why why it would be easily dismissed because of who who declared it. But I mean, we are I. I the UN did declare an open and free internet and dissemination of information online a human right. Now, is the UN going to fucking pick a fucking battle with the United States over this? No, obviously not. But as we move more towards a global economy, society, etc., etc., and as our influence on the world keeps, well, I mean, outside of the military and cultural influence, I mean... <laughs> a modern day Roman Empire, as far as I'm concerned, guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If, I wouldn't be surprised. If we- you don't understand the influence this country has until you, all you need to do. I'm telling you, is go to Mexico, go to Central America, go to any of these countries down in South America, and you'll see the influence. It's everywhere. It's beyond the Roman Empire. It's the Roman Empire on steroids, on commercial steroids. It's everywhere. And just like. Any other empire, the more you try to control everything, the more shit slips through your fucking hands. We can't, yeah. we can't constantly have 100% control over the entire globe of things that we want and still maintain what we have here. At some, we've, we've done a pretty good balancing act since World War II, but that's such a short period of time when you look at... Blank Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you had empires that lasted for a thousand years that are just no more. They're no longer. They don't even teach about them in, in, unless you go and you're a history major in college. I mean, that's you know we're not even close to that. I mean, we were we were we were the the, the cousin fuckers of the Western world up until what? Dude, that we the should have that on the flag. The late forties of the Western world, America. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
I have C O W W. The United States of cousin fuckers. I have friends who are from overseas, and they, you know, or their family still is back. Like let's say in in England, and they still the colonies. That's how they refer to us. Like, yeah. and these are their older family members, but still. This isn't that long ago that we were looked at as like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Get these Yanks out of here before they fuck everything up. Please. You know? I mean, it's, it's in the, the more it stops being us driving the world economy, which it's, I mean, it, it's arguable at this point that we do drive the world economy in certain areas at this point, because you have the likes of China. You do have the likes of what's going on with the countries that are becoming industrialized and there is as Aaron said it's we have a brain drain here we have people come here from other countries get an education and then leave and go back yeah. to their country and there's absolutely nothing of their education or their innovations that they come up with that is given back to us well, what and the I'm, fuck not saying, I'm not saying hold on I'm not saying we're owed that I'm just it's just a fact yeah. I mean, you get, okay, if you're a doctor in the, in the Soviet Union before it fell and you come over here after the, you know, the the Russia as we knew it when we were kids ceased to be, well, get your cab driving license, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. You know, but yes, if you come over here and get a, 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 a medical degree, you can go anywhere in the fucking world and name your price. I mean, that's what... It, it, <sighs> The world's realizing that. The world's realizing you don't have to come here and, and buy into the so-called American dream. You can come here and get an education, get the fuck out, and then go be king shit of the smaller turd pile instead of a turd at the base of the, the huge shit pile here in America. I don't know if that makes any sense. Whatever. It's yeah, fucking no, yeah, No, I'm with you. What, what point yeah, did you go to, Rich? Uh, Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. This is all coming from someone who, admittedly, has only ever been to Canada and never been to another country. And I've been to, I mean, I've been to all the lower four, or, you know, the continental United States except for California. But I'm considered well-traveled amongst my friends. <laughs> and I'm like, Because <laughs> huh? you've been well on the Bablo boat? <laughs> you know? You're, you, I'm like, no, you're exceedingly well-traveled, dude. If you've been to every <laughs> lower 48 but California, you're like Marco motherfucking Polo at this point. But, I mean, in, it's all relative. Well, you left Wayne right. County? You know, yeah, exactly. And, and to, to speak back to, you, to what you brought up about, you know, the, this imaginary woman who had to go leave Texas for an abortion, Aaron. Yeah, she uh -huh. might go back to Texas, complete her education, and leave to pursue a career someplace else. Right. But she decides to raise her family in another state where exactly. her daughter won't have to go through that shit, make those types of choices. But I have to say this, and only because I've experienced it and I've seen it in a lot of my other friends who've left the cradle, if you will, of, you know, Wayne, you know, the, the tri-county area here in Michigan, the pull of home for some people never underestimate that. Oh, yeah. Even as fucked up as it is, even as fucked up as, as home can be, for whatever reason, we romanticize. Some people romanticize. Some people, my ex-wife grew up in a podunk little town in the thumb, and the minute she could get out, she got out, and she never looked back, has no desire to ever move there, live there ever again. She's the exception. Most of my friends in their 20s wandered around, or they joined the military, or they moved, or whatever, but 
usually by the time 30s, we were comfortably into our mid-30s, almost all of them were back here. Very few people well, stayed I gone. I fucking know it. Can I, you know, let me tell you, yeah. actually, this just happened to me today. I'll tell you a quick story. I um, had the day to myself and went and saw a movie all by myself, which is my preferred method. I like taking my kids to the movies. That's fine. But if I really want to enjoy a movie, I just go by myself. Um, for whatever reason, my car wouldn't start when I got out of the movie. Found these uh, nice people that were in the theater in front of me that uh, jumped my car. And the guy was like, well, you know, you should drive it around for at least a half hour if you can. I'm like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Charge the battery up. So I've got nowhere else to go. Nothing's open anyway. I can't go anywhere. I'm just putzing around. But I also live uh, kind of in my old hood. And I don't have this, like, nostalgia thing. I don't have this... I don't, I don't, I don't have special attachments to places, per se. But I had nowhere to go, and I just wanted to drive around so I went to the house that I not the house that I grew up in but the house that I from like my teen years on and by my high school and it was kind of just like just to see if I felt something you know is there are there are there memories that are going to like pop into my head or be like oh god I remember the it was nothing like that. It was like everything was a lot smaller than I remember it, and that was about it. <laughs> like, yeah. yep, that was the shape of the house. And <laughs> I remember it being bigger. <laughs> I got out that, of Michigan. I got out of this little shithole town down in uh, Hillsdale County. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I should say shithole in Hillsdale County. I'm trying to think if anybody's going to listen. Oh, fuck it. They know it's a shithole. <laughs> Not news to them. Anyway, I got out of there in uh, 97 when I started in radio. And uh, about, uh, let's see, five years ago, uh, six years ago, I started going back regularly. Yeah, I remember and you made me discovered you back one drunken night. Hey, it's three in the morning. Let's drive to fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah. really? From, from oh, Kalamazoo. Yeah, I remember that. I'd like to point that bar. out. <laughs> I yeah, forgot all about that. Let's drive an hour and yeah. a half at <laughs> that three in the morning. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, I went back there about five years ago, and I suddenly figured out that had I'd been gone about 20 years at that point, and I, I, or 15 years, and I, I figured out that I could not be in that town for more than two or three hours without being drunk. It was so bad for me to go back because the memories, it, it, it was like the, the person that I was when I was there, that redneck just piece of shit driving a piece of shit car and trying to fuck everything that moved guy and this guy that i am now i'm not even the same let alone the same person i'm not the same species as i was when i was there in my mullet right and i discovered that it's like matter and antimatter and the only way that i could possibly endure being there for longer than two hours was to have my face in a really really large boot full of beer And it just, it was one of the most unpleasant, I thought I was cracking up, dude. I thought I was going crazy. Here I go. Uh, Here I go being well adjusted again. I've tried to leave like four times. (laughs) I can't believe I took you back there. I've tried tried to leave like four, I can't, this place is like a fucking vortex. It just sucks you back. 
yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's uh, interesting it, because I mean, what you're talking about isn't nostalgia; it's anxiety. Actually, it's actually letting uh, like an, an environment bringing out a, a, a certain quality in you that you've repressed, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you, you you're yeah. all old enough. You, you where you you like run into people maybe you haven't seen since you were sixteen or seventeen, and uh-huh. you know mo- most people when you do that you resume the role that you had interacting. You know, is sort of the is in the inter- the interactive relationship that you had when you were seven fucking teen years old. You're still the right. same person to each other, you know, and you treat each other the same. Yeah, because I think I'm conscious of that, and that's why I resist it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm much more apt to. I, I'd rather let sleeping dogs lie in most situations. And God like, you help know, you if you don't resort, resort back to that role because they look at you like you're a fucking oh, three headed yeah. monster. Oh, it's like the you know the like maybe I, I have one in particular. I'm not going to say her name, but she was like a really hot cheerleader back in the day, right? And she's not hot oh. anymore. She's she's hefty, hefty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was no longer intimidated, you know, when I was sitting here looking at her. And I felt like I should be, but I'm like, why the ew? <laughs> you know what I mean? And she she sensed that there was What's a change because mils? she kept trying to interact with me like she was the the really hot cheerleader chick, and I was just like not having any of it. And you could tell that she was completely fucking confused Bitch, by what had happened over the last twenty five years. You for the football team now. You're built like the football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Never wear battleship gray, honey. Three thousand sailors will try to board you. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, no. I I've we uh, uh, we had a <clears throat> we had a uh, reunion of sorts uh, about 2011, I want to say, and I saw people I hadn't seen in ten years at that point. Some even longer than that, and. We all there was a lot of a lot of alcohol involved. If I remember correctly, there was at least two fifths of real Everclear being passed around like it was a water bottle. So that's dangerous. Every everybody started getting. Someone might have fucked a family member that night. (laughs) Everybody started getting. Everybody started getting loose, and uh, it it was amazing how how easily everybody fell back into their old their old role. Then we tried it again the next year, and. For whatever reason, it wasn't as well attended, and there wasn't as much Shocking. booze, and it was just the most awkward people standing around, not knowing yeah. what to say to each other, having realizing they have nothing in common with each other besides shit that happened 20, you know, 15, 20 years prior, and I was like, I remember I was kind of the Debbie Downer near the end of the party because people were coming up like... What the fuck's going on, man? This isn't what last year was like. I was like, dude, you you can only go home yeah, so man, many times. I mean, that's you know, go back to the well my, so my, many times before my that well unintentional twenty year reunion, like a month back, is kind of like, all right, well, I haven't seen you since college. Probably last time I'll see most you know of you. Happened? See you on Facebook. Like, there was this there's this thing in uh, there, there's this book by John Steinbeck called Travels with Charlie. It's one of my favorite books. Um, really quick read, by the way. Speaking of which, Aaron. You know, if you want to swap books, uh, but he he talked about he went he wrote this book like in the in the early sixties. He was on his on his way out. He was going to die within a few years, and he took a, a, one last trip around the country. Okay, and he went back to his hometown in Salinas, California, 
as a 60-year-old guy, famous writer, hadn't been back to spend any really real amount of time. This was way before the internet and all that, obviously. But he figured that out, that you cannot go home again. You know, the, the, the passage of time, you know, especially when you have that huge gap between then and now, you know, life goes on and you suddenly figure that out when you go back, right? And it, people used to experience that. And they don't experience that nearly as much anymore as I take things back to social media because of Facebook. We had our 20-year reunion in 2008. Now, 20 years was going to be 2009. I graduated in 1989. But everything happened in 2008 when Facebook exploded. You know, and there is now there you don't have that. You don't leave people behind anymore like you used to. So these class reunions, they're almost fucking they're they're I redundant. Posted, Why do you need to I posted what's a question that? to my girlfriend uh after this the incident I was just referring to, like, did Facebook kill the high school reunion? Because we never there was Absolutely. never like, Hey, we're having a ten year or whatever. It's like, no, like never any of that shit. Not not for my class. Well, I mean, you may have a but they're not ever going to be what they were 15 years ago when you haven't actually laid eyes at all and had any contact with people since you know you were in high school. You know exactly what's going on with almost all of these people. If you haven't, you know, even if you haven't friended them on Facebook, you probably are connected via somebody else you have friended on Facebook. Sure. You know, you, you don't have any of that. Gee, what you been up to for the last? I know, now bitch. it's oh, I see what you had for yeah. dinner every fucking day for yesterday. the last five years. I saw, I saw <laughs> yeah. your goddamn kids four years ago when you had them. Yeah. I mean, there's I nothing I was there. friends with I mean, a why, baby. Why, why bother with a class reunion at this point? You know? And, and this, is, this is another big thing that I've been talking about because you're not supposed to. And, and, and again, I don't want to harp on. Yes, I do. I want to harp on fucking social media all night long, and I'll do it if you let me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that you're not meant to. We, we figured this out a long time ago that, like, you get, you know, you, you graduate from high school and you move on with your life. And gradually, through attrition, people fall off the side, they fall out of your lives, right? You just by just sheer neglect, you don't contact them, they don't contact you, and all of a sudden, well, whatever happened to, you know, right? That doesn't happen anymore. Yes. You have got every motherfucker from second grade on who's trying to still remain relevant in your life somehow. Hey, man. You know, everybody is there, and and these these it, it's it's like these these friends that you were like maybe maybe you went and cruised some questionable beaver back in you know 1987 in some big fucking four wheel drive truck, and all of a sudden here they are specific. again. You put this, yeah, <laughs> and you put, you put these guys in the in the friendship graveyard a long time ago, right? And all of a sudden here they are again, and it's like pet fucking cemetery, man. They're there, whatever is coming out of that. Friendship Cemetery is not the same thing that you buried back in 1987. It's some freak yeah. that like you have nothing fucking in common with anymore. It sounds like really that is better. It's not yeah. that they're trying; they're trying to be something relevant to you. They're expecting you to be exactly. that same relationship that means something to them, and are offended when you're not. Exactly, and that's what Steinbeck to to, to kind of bring it all back around. That's what Steinbeck experienced in the 1960s. Life goes the fuck on, and you know people change, and we used to do that in a vacuum, you know, and now we can't. We can't just you know let people go anymore and let the baggage fall in the ditch life's ditch where it may you know now we've got timmy baderman you remember the scene in pet cemetery he's like oh you know he's the guy that in the flashback scene that's what i think of when 
ever <laughs> any of these guys from my teenage years or like even elementary school now all of a sudden they want to sit here and act like we're fucking buddies and 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 preach trump doctrine to me it's one of the biggest reasons that i got rid of i i wound up just cleaning my my friends list completely out i don't want to deal with those motherfuckers anymore go away like you said rich sometimes death is better the best is feature better. of social media is there is a delete button <laughs> under your account yes yeah. And see, and you know what? This is this is something that I think is I've never I never experienced this in my life until social media. I have friends who are on my my friends list who I have nothing in common with. To be completely brutally honest, I think they're fucking poster children for retroactive birth control. I I I I, I can't even remember why we became friends. But they're the type of spiteful, petty motherfuckers to where if I unfriended them, they would fucking spend a month going around trying to talk shit to anyone that would listen about how much of a piece of shit I am. But if I just leave them on my list and don't interact with them and unfollow them, they're fine. They have, it's, they're just like, oh, okay, every once in a while, you'll, you know, they'll like something I post or comment on something. And then that's it. And I never yeah. respond to these people. I never do. And it's like, I, this is ridiculous. I have to keep you on a list just to keep you from what? Getting petty and wanting to, because if I unfriend yeah. you, somehow that's like, that's a personal affront to you. Like, uh, we don't talk. We don't. Yeah, call each I, other up. We don't text. Yeah. What the fuck do you expect? Well, that's that's We've that's who who Chris got uh, sort of swept up in three years ago. That those were the people that I was getting rid of. Most of them. You know what I mean? And and I I I, I and it started off just get, getting rid of these. Uh, I I don't really give a shit about people being petty. I've been you know ever since I got into radio, I've had these redneck motherfuckers from Hillsdale. Oh, you're too good to talk to me now, big radio star motherfucker. I've been dealing with that shit for a long time. I'm all right with it. I can deal with that. Uh, but uh, I, I had to start uh, not only getting rid of the people that I targeted that I didn't want anything to do with, but also people they were associated with that I thought would try to they'd try to back channel to get to me. I mean, it, it really once you when you start these purges, <laughs> it's really fucking weird how they expand because you've got to really kind of clear that whole fucking network out. Right, and it's one of the yeah. reasons that I could I could never find a balance. I could never find a just that that nice little balance of just having the people that I wanted in that in my news feed because I don't I don't unfollow anybody. I, I either either I am interested in what the fuck you're saying or you're gone. I don't even bother muting anybody. Uh, but when I, uh, I I figured out that there was no balance to strike because no matter who I had in that list, there was always going to be access through like comments or likes or something where I'm going to be subjected to some really stupid tomfuckery uh, from somebody I don't want to fucking hear from that I want nothing to do with. And that was the eventually it's like, you know what? This has just got to fucking go. I can't do it. I can't. There is See, no balance to be found. I've on just platform. gotten into the mode where, like I said, I told you the stove is hot, where I, I don't even, I don't scroll down anymore. If I scroll down, I have to be like excruciatingly bored. Like, why the fuck do you like have it? The plane then? is on the tarmac and we're delayed for like a half an hour. Quite why honestly, do you have it? So you really want to honestly know why? So I don't have to call yeah. my fucking parents every time my plane lands. Like, quite honestly, that is really, that is the whole <laughs> reason. 
That's what texting is for. Dude, no. I sent my dad one text in my lifetime, and it ended with, do not call me, and he called me. All right? Yeah. Dad, you're listening. I love you. But we know that's honest. how it went. All right? I can tell you, I was at a concert, at, like Joe Lewis. I remember what was going down. That is the funniest thing I've but heard for this real, week. Like, I only have Facebook, so I don't have to call like my for parents. Real, if I didn't, uh, well, no, just if, because my job, if I didn't I have to, if, it's just to give my oh. fucking, my folks peace of mind that I made it where I'm going safely. Straight up. <laughs> so I can check in at the goddamn airport. I just, if, I, if it wasn't for that, I would not have Facebook at this point in my life. I only have it for one reason. One specific reason, and that's Messenger. I like Messenger. Yeah. I'm with you. I, 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 Actually, actively try not to. the The rare time where I have to, like, well, actually, I don't even have to now. The way they have Messenger set up, I can you can go right to Messenger. You don't even have to open up Facebook and then open up the Messenger inside of it. Yeah, but there yeah. was a while where where I still had to open up Facebook, and I would like I would actively try not to read anything on the page. Well, you know what you can do. Cause I, uh, I uh, you can deactivate your Facebook account. Yeah, and still use Messenger for that deactivated yeah. account if you have yeah. it on your phone. As long as it, I, that, yeah. I'm, I've been doing that all along with that. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to be bothered. But uh, the uh, the TD profile, Chris, that is ninety ninety nine percent of the time. It's open this week because I'm leaving on Saturday and I wanted to connect and share some stuff with you, and I have to do it on mm-hmm. the computer. But normally it's shut down, but I can still interact with whoever is in my Messenger on my phone. And it's wonderful. Right. It's so yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm completely done with Facebook. So it, it's kind of two different things that we're talking about when we're talking about social media. There's social media when it comes to people that you've met in real life, and there's social media of the people that you haven't. And I, I don't know anybody in real life that I follow on Twitter, and I'm not interested in... If somebody, if I meet somebody that like you should follow me on Twitter, I'm like, why? If I was interested in you on Twitter, I would have found you on Twitter already, right? Right. It's just, it's not the same thing. So, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't consider I don't messenger. Have any I don't, overlap. I don't consider messenger social media. That's a no. That's a tool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You're not showing your lunch to everybody. Yeah, you're not being subjected to random, unsolicited opinions and thoughts on every fucking thing in the world that most people haven't even okay. thought about. You know, it's like a reflexive sort of response, a parroting of Check some sort. That video. You know, you know I'm against abortion. You know, I have to say, I, I guess I'm pretty lucky that for whatever reason, most of my friends who are who who do engage in like verbal jousting on social media, and that's what it's there for. I mean, it's. I'm not, I'm not talking shit about them. You go on their page, and it's literally just back and forth, back and forth, arguing with people. And, you know, every, however, once in a while, it'll something will pop up and say so-and-so posted on this thread, and you go to it, and then you just see a 50 response back and forth arguing. That's what they do. Yeah, well, I used to, to do my, that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they come to my page, and I've actually, I had to do this a couple months ago. Um, I posted something. It was just like a, a, a just a joke, and someone jumped in, and then a friend of someone who I'm not even friends oh, with, yeah. but I'm friends with a person jumped in, mm-hmm. and I literally yeah, like, I literally, <laughs> I, I, I I pulled a Negan. I was like, I will shut that shit down. I will fucking block you. 
Look, yep. you want to argue, take that shit to your page or take yep. it to a messenger. Don't bring that, that shit over here. do that too to me, and I, I just, I'll just tell them, go away, troll. Like, I don't fucking know you. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. We it was friends. one of the, I mean, Chris and I and his cousin back in 14, I mean, I, 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 it was one of the last times that I ever commented on anybody else's page. That was the first thing I tried. I'm like, okay, fuck this. After that, I'm never going to comment on anything anybody posts. I'll comment on my shit, and if somebody comments on something I post, I'll, I'll, I will have the conversation. I will control that motherfucking conversation on my page <laughs> because it was, it was exactly it. Chris and I got into something. We were discussing something on his page. One of his family members jumped in, and all of a sudden it was like World War III. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You know, yeah. and he was probably saying the same thing about me. It wasn't like I, it was like this just this random entity appeared that I had to do battle with all of a sudden. You know, well, what what convinced <laughs> me of this was, and it was right after the 2012 election. I mean, literally, like the like a day or two after it, and a buddy of mine came on my page and posted, and he was an Obama supporter, and he posted something, and I had family, gotta love him. I had a cousin who, outside of being in a band with him for like a year and a half, I really have absolutely nothing in common with, but he's one of those, he's a family member, so it's like, ugh, fuck you know what I'm saying? I feel obligated. I probably shouldn't, but that's how, it's just my hang-up, whatever. I feel obligated to keep him on my, my page. Yeah. He started going back and forth with my other friend. Now, gun to my head, if I had to choose which one to fucking jettison out of my life, it'd be my cousin quick, fast, in a hurry. But I'd said, you know what? My buddy, he's a big boy. He can handle himself. I shit you zero. The, they went back and forth on my page for six fucking wow, weeks wow man and and, yeah. and 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 after like the second week my buddy just went look man we've met each other in real life i used to be in a band with rich i've met you i've been to your shows when you guys were in a band together we had no problem because i posted something that you disagreed with You've stalked my Facebook page. You've stalked my wife's Facebook page. You've drugged my family into this shit. Our jobs into this shit. He's like, just grow the fuck up. And my cousin can't, went, I mean, on, we're talking like clockwork. Two, three times a day for like a week after that. Just hammering away at him until my friend finally was like, you know what, dude? I've tried to turn the other cheek. Fuck you. And it, yep. just, it just went off. And finally, after six weeks... I came in, well, I realized I could do something. I could shut down comments on the on the post. I didn't realize I could do that until that point because I never had to, never even right. thought to. And I came in, I was like, look, you two know each other, and you've, you've sat, drank, partied, hung out, never had a problem. I'm done with this shit. You guys want to continue this shit. You got to take it somewhere else. And believe me, I'm shutting the comments off and – you know, basically, I was directing this at my cousin, not my friend, and he knew it. I said, and if and if you try to fucking bring this to like, per, you know, personal messages and continue this shit with me involved, I'll just fucking delete your ass and you can go fuck yourselves. And my cousin, to his credit, took the hint, and that was the end of it as far as me being involved. I don't know how long they kept beefing, but I mean, six weeks, dude. That is fucking. What? It goes Ridiculous. back to what I was saying earlier, though. I mean, these are not the same fucking people that hung out in person. You know, something happens when you get on that platform, 
and it brings out the the, the the absolute worst in a lot of people. It did it me. I can tell you that. And I've seen it repeated over and over. That story is not unique, man. I've seen it a hundred times. Well, my favorite thing was after this recent election, people posting, because uh, you can search like friends who like, insert whatever. Right. And I had a friend who said, uh, you notice to all my friends on my friends list, you have seven days from when I post this to unlike Donald Trump or else yeah. I will delete you from my friends list. I know who you are. And I was like, you know what? Let me do you the fucking favor. Click. I don't yep. even like Donald Trump. Fuck yeah. you, asshole. Don't threaten yeah. me like that. First of all, does your wife use a big veiny dildo when she's pegging your ass? Because this is the most impotent motherfucker. To, if, that's, if that's how you have to exert your power over somebody, yeah. you, your wife must be running trains up your asshole every night, making you suck the shit off her fucking strap on, and you're loving it. So that, one, I, that, that happened a lot, dude. I saw that a lot. If you voted for Trump or you like Trump, get the fuck out of my list. Delete yourself right now so I don't have to do it. And I'm it was all over like, the place after that election. I, and, I mean, I'd seen it once or twice with Obama. Yeah. But, I mean, it was just rampant. And I was like, you know what? I, that's that's really, this last election is, like, that was, I used to go on, po <laughs> surprise, surprise, I used to post long rants. About you know certain subjects, basically use Facebook like a blog. I can't believe anyone would do that. Yeah, I know, right? That happens. <laughs> <laughs> kind of narcissistic asshole wants to think the world wants to read or hear what he's got to say, right? I personally have never ranted about anything on Facebook. I know. I I've never. I've never read any of those rants, dude. I posted fifteen hundred word rants on Facebook. If you can believe that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I but yeah, and after the election, that's that's basically when I just became like the voyeur, like I said, peeping over the fence, and and because I was just like, I can't, I I have no interest in the back and forth, in the hatred that comes with it, and I mean, I'm I've been friends with some of these people, and I'm still friends with them for you know, twenty plus years, and we don't agree on po you know politics. I don't think they're a bad person just because our po we have different political views. I don't think they're horrible people. And I, it was, it was once again, to, to bring it right back to the beginning of, the, of when we, we started the show, it's, it's people on either side going, well, wait a minute. You better choose a side. Yeah. I'm your friend. I don't agree with his politics. So you, you're either with me or against me. And I'm like, okay, W, yeah. are, are you serious right now? So what he fucking supports Trump? I don't give a fuck. He's an idiot when it comes to politics. But this is the thing, man. I, I, I think that I, you know everybody likes to say that I like this guy still because of his politics, and I, I still consider him a friend and you know all that. I'm not saying you're I'm not saying you're making that up. I'm sure you I'm sure that's how you are. But a lot of people aren't. They'll say that. They'll give you that rhetoric and they'll give you that lip service. That yeah, we're still friends. But there's something that happens. There is some sort of damage that is done to the friendship. The actual relationship that has the of the two human beings, the two organic organisms on each end of the device, something happens to them via this interaction. You know, you can't just you don't just call somebody a fucking libtard and have nothing happen to the other person on the other end. 
you know and that's the thing that again when we we can go back to the beginning of the, the middle or wherever the fuck it was that's what's happening to us en masse nobody wants to admit it nobody wants to say that yeah i don't like that person now because of some fight we had on the matrix but that is exactly what's happening those effects think, are real on the other end i think i think what saves us is chris well, i'm talking about my buddy earl we me and chris do a podcast with him and Earl, me and Chris's politics couldn't be farther away from Earl's when it comes to ninety percent of his views. But here's the thing: he's never gotten disrespectful with me about his views, and I don't get disrespectful with him because I try to show him the same respect he's shown me. Right now, it doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, dude, seriously, is it? it does it smell good with your head that far up your ass? I mean, I'll say shit like that, but. We've known yeah. each other 22 years, dude. We ball bust mercilessly. It's prison. There's context. There's context there. Yeah, when you yes. say that. Yeah. He knows I'm not, per- you know, I don't attack his wife. I don't attack his fucking family. I don't attack his, you know, whatever. And just to be honest with you, I understand why he voted for Trump. I don't, he says he's a Trump supporter. I think he's one of those guys that's like, I voted for Trump because fuck it. If this don't work, then let's just blow it up and start I agree over. With that statement. A lot of people did. Uh, I do yeah, too. He's he's not down with Trump because he loves his politics. He's down with Trump because fuck everything. Yeah, yeah. There is. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was, try, I was trying to take it back to the oh the commonality thing. Uh, the you know it, it sounds like you, that you and your friend you know probably for you know other personality you know agreeable reasons have. Uh, been able to to kind of get through that because there's another sense of commonality there though if you're doing a podcast together I'm, I'm assuming it's not about politics you're probably doing it on something else so there's something else that you have a a sense of community over you know what i mean something bigger than the difference in the divide in Talk politics and I, that one of the reasons that i I'm, I'm really curious to get out and sort of do this this human synapse thing next year is that i I'm, i really want to know if there's anything left that supersedes ideology you know that the, because there used to be i mean maybe i'm romanticizing Fucking. a little bit of maybe i haven't yeah well something but i maybe i'm maybe i'm over exaggerating in my head what used to be there but there it seems to me when i was younger that there was there were always political you know arguments and, and differences and things like that we were americans you know, we had this there was a something bigger that was more important than left Fucking. and right Republican, Democrat, I'm, I'm, and we don't have that. We don't have it anymore, I'm, man. There is. What is I'm it? Being, I'm being no, half facetious. We had a, How many religious leaders have been caught up in sex scandals? Fucking supersedes ideology. I think that we this we had this idea at one point in this country that part of being an American is the fact that you are going to disagree with other people, and that you can do that in a way that doesn't have to be violent, right? It doesn't have to lead to a guillotine somewhere hey, down the line, <laughs> right? And that was part of the that was part of the genius of the system too. We can have peaceful transition of power, right? Right. right. And but we have now these two different factions in this country that have both claimed ownership of what it means to be American, and and therefore, you know. If you're against guns, you're anti-American. Right. If you're against gays getting married, you're anti-American. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you have yeah. both sides that that can say that are. are and, you know, this kind of I, I went off on an, on on a thought on this. Uh, this is like the the most political thing that I've ever put on Twitter of my own words, and it was about Captain America. But <laughs> so, but somebody had posted a. a it was a, a shot uh, from a Civil War, and it was Captain America talking about how because part of Civil War is. It, from the comics and what we, if you saw the Captain America movie, you know, the, the, it's where Captain America, it's one of these stories where he has to make this decision whether he's like for his government or does he decide that the government's gone rogue and that he is ultimately for American ideals and, you know, he has to fight for what he knows is right, even though right. the government is telling him something different, right? <clears throat> and he makes this speech where he's like, I don't care if, basically, I, to paraphrase it, he, it doesn't matter if everybody else in the country is telling him that he's wrong. He knows he's right because he understands American what American values mean. Tell him to sh- and I'm like, right. that's... that's to shut up and take a super That serum? line of thinking... That line of thinking has been used to justify so much horrible behavior. Oh yeah, yeah. out there to to think that, and usually it's not, you know, down to an individual. It's a group of people. It's not one person saying. I mean, then that's like that's like Unabomber territory. Right. When you're talking about one person that nobody else understands, and they're the only ones that are the true Americans, and they can write this country. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, well, this is and, where we are, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's I, almost I, like... It's it, it, yeah, it's, it, it's, we haven't used the word echo chamber yet, I don't think, in this podcast. Oh, trust me, we have again, plenty of times for it tonight. Don't huh? worry. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's 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 again. It comes back to being able to congregate ourselves without leaving the couch. Somehow, we've figured the technology has enabled us to congregate into mobs. That's what an echo chamber is. It's a like-thinking mob, okay, where the only people that are allowed into your mob are like thinkers, and then over on the other side, populated with just as many people, is another fucking mob. And the, this mob is the real Americans. This mob is the righteous one. This one is the one that's been touched by the hand of God. And those guys over there, they're all evil, they're all anti-American, and they are, you know, the, the invading horde from barbarian land or whatever. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're, it, it's not really hard to go from an opinion. Well, it should be really hard, but apparently it's not an opinion to being, you know, my opinion and turning that into right and wrong. Okay? My opinion's right, their opinion is wrong. Our mob is right, that mob is wrong. And then to take it a step further when you're isolated off enough and only and surrounded by only people that enable this thinking to turn that into good versus evil. And to turn that into a, a dehumanize, how hard is it to dehumanize what you see as evil? You see what I mean? That's where we are. That is exactly where we're headed. Again, I'm coming back right back to where I where I started, and that to me, it would be one thing if this one mob, our mob, was eighty percent of the population and only twenty percent over there. Then you know what? We can we can. Fine, we'll we'll just steamroll them. They don't really count. But that's not the case. We saw that with the election last year. 
this, the, the country is evenly split. No, there is no mandate. There is no edge on one side or the other. You see what I mean? So no matter who wins an election, you've got the other half of the country. There is no solution here, man. That You have got to figure out a way to walk this shit back and find some sense of commonality, something bigger than politics and ideology and these social fucking issues, or else you are going to blow yourselves to bits. Well, there's there's one thing, and, and Chris and I have brought it up at, at various times over the last couple months. It ain't pretty, but it's worked before. Some type of fucking, I'm not talking no bullshit, Vietnam, Korea, Gulf asteroid. War How about an asteroid I, strike? <laughs> I'm t- oh, no, I mean, I, dead serious, like World War II type fucking war. Well, that's where it thing. is. We have to fight. We have to. There's yeah. no just. It's it's not. We're over there for corporate interests. We're not over there to get control of poppy fields. We're not over there for bullshit reasons. It's yeah. they are they look. They're coming from the, and they're going to invade the east and west coast, or we fucking or we or we take the fight yeah. to them. And it's a fight for survival. There's only yeah. going to be one standing at the end. I honestly, the one thing, I, I completely agree with where you're headed with that psychologically, but I think uh, the way that I've looked at it is I look at like global warming and the, oh, maybe it's just going to go there. Yeah, because some sort of like uh, natural cataclysm, like an asteroid strike or the sea right. level suddenly rise by eight feet or the West Coast falls into the ocean when San Andreas breaks, you know, something down that line where People have got to be able to look at each other as human beings again and, and understand that they are in the fight. for they are, they are sharing a common human experience. You know, the human experience is the commonality and survival is much more important than all of this other bullshit. That is the one thing that the only thing, uh, aside from my little nugget and my little sliver of human synaptic hope that I'm hoping to find next year, it's the one thing that I think is the only thing that can happen. That can actually walk this back. What's scary is by the time that gets to that point, we're well past the tipping point. At that point, yeah. it's damage control. It's not. It's not prevention. And then the finger pointing inevitably will start yeah. because everyone who is going, look, look at what look at what we're doing to the you know to the climate. We're we're we're, we're forcing thousands of years of climate change into decades into years and we tried to tell you and you wouldn't listen to us and we all know how well gloating works as far as getting someone to come over to your side that's i mean i'm I'm with you and i believe me the i the i the very idea of a world war ii scale war being fought by the tail end of millennials and the begin and then the, the beginning of whatever generation name they end up with coming after them scares the shit out of me because at that because i don't think we have the people anymore in our society that will go sometimes you got to sacrifice yourself for your people oh, no. and down Hell, the line. no Hell, fuck no. Everybody gets a participation trophy for sticking a thumb up their ass now. You don't sacrifice anything anymore. I you mean, know, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of, um, I can't think of it, but you, you, you don't have to, everybody has to accommodate you. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. I mean, it's, you look back at you look back at just those first guys that hit the beach in Normandy. They had no delusions about their chances for survival, but no. they knew if they didn't, they weren't the tip of that spear. There was something there w- bigger than themselves. And and if they didn't do that, then ultimately the people behind them were even more fucked than they were, and eventually it would come to our shores. It would be on our land. And I don't think people are capable, for the most part, when I say people, I'm talking the vast majority, yeah, even people in our generation, the gener- you know, Generation X, I don't think we're capable of thinking that way anymore. No. Hold that thought for a second. Um, I, I want to add something to that, but I really have to hit the restroom. Uh, do me a favor, though. Uh, remember the word uh, suppression. So I can <laughs> hold this in my head, okay? So, okay. All right. Like, suppression. Like I think. Silencer. I think we're gonna make that the final word. The what? That's oh, you, okay. All right. It's about. It's about that time. Three and a half in. Supersized. I mean, I know we're gonna end up cutting some off the beginning, but I don't. We we kind of jumped much. into it. Yeah, we, we yeah. really went head first. Didn't even see how deep the water was. We just started going. (laughs) This is going to be one of those old school episodes where the intro comes in or the intro starts, and then it sounds like you're picking up on a conversation. Yeah, I think I'm going to do an an intro to let the listener know what's going on because I I don't want to just throw them into a conversation, especially when Todd's back after three years. Might be a little confusing. Yeah, Jay sounds awfully different. If you'd also yeah. get that part in the middle about me, me and Mandy fighting out, that'd be super cool. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. That's... <laughs> I gotcha. No, we're going to leave it in, and we're going to isolate that part and, and send it to her, you know? <laughs> Because we really don't like doing any of these shows with you, Chris. We're miserable. It's going to be like, hey, so uh, last night, huh? Yeah. Whoops. That's that's how it's going to be for like... (laughs) See, I I thought you got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. No, that's how it's going to be for both of us, man. It's going to be like, uh, yeah, so uh, drank since two. I've flown over the Bermuda Triangle. And then my brother-in-law is feeding her like this crazy drink made with like... It tastes like Kool-Aid made with vodka. I meant the one from... Oh shit! What was the word we were supposed to remember? Suppression. 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 Everyone remember by you. I, I suppressed it. <laughs> <laughs> I must have suppressed that one. That's how, that's how well you internalized it. That means he's better at uh, than us. It's like a, sorry. It's all right. I'm about ready to burn it into your brain. Uh, are we ready? Okay. Yeah. So, final word for the night is suppression. Suppression, yeah. So here, here's one thing that uh, I've never had anybody answer for me, and it kind of ties into something else we were talking about earlier. Uh, when uh, you're, when we're looking for political solutions, everybody thinks that their side is the is the answer, right? So let's let, I'm going to sort of assume that we both or all agree that both of these mobs are equally populated, pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it seems it seems relatively uh, evenly matched. Okay, so let's say that the uh, the liberal messiah comes in 2020 and is elected. What do you plan to do about the other half of the country? Do you think that they're just going to roll over suddenly, magically, and say, gee, St. Bernie won the election, it's time for us to get on board? 
with this socialist agenda. Do you think that's going to happen? No. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's if you if you look at the last ten or fifteen years, well, maybe the last twenty years, it's just going to push them further towards the edge. Correct? Oh, this is yeah. Be a super Trump? Is that where you're going with this? That's exactly President where I'm going. Bannon. With it. And what's yeah? Because I I think we're past the point where they can just be go back to being disenfranchised. They'll. So what do you what do you, you what do you what do you what do you propose to do about that? You know, I, I'm not asking you specifically, Aaron. I'm, I'm just I, I this is this no, is the question. I, I, hear I never you. get an answer. I've never gotten an answer to this. What do you propose to do about the other half of the country? Because you're getting to the point now where you're getting so extreme and you're both sides, right, that you've got to start thinking almost in terms of like these Stalin-esque sort of political purges because you have got to get people under control at some point or you're going to be involved in a civil war. Okay, so you know what this makes me think of? Recently, in the uh, the recent elections, yeah, it was uh, my memory is going to fail me on this one. But what was the the state where it was a um, transgendered female that won against the Virginia? It was Virginia. Yeah, I Virginia. Think. Okay, yeah, that's right. North, no, no, it was North Carolina. Oh, Sorry. yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, she took okay, out the bathroom so, bill guy. Yeah. Right, she took out the the guy who wrote the bathroom bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was very significant, right? And she was asked about this on the news, and this mm-hmm. was a perfect time for. I mean, look, none of us knew who the fuck this person was, you know. And the only reason that anybody else outside of Virginia was following this is because we thought it was going to reflect somehow on on future elections, right? And how that and how that would go, right? Mm-hmm. And it would give us some guidance in these. These dark Trump waters that we find hard to navigate, right? <laughs> right. So uh, this was a perfect opportunity for this person that now has this national platform looking at her and, oh, like, here's your message. What do you want it to be? So you took out the bathroom bill guy. How does that feel? And what does she say? I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about the guy because he's my constituent now. Like, it's awesome. He did yeah. not get into office. I now have I I now have to represent him. Right. And that that was like the perfect thing to say mm-hmm. when it would seem like so many other politicians would take that opportunity to talk about the bathroom bill <laughs> and what this guy. meant and why and Right. And well, you know, not outright say that, but essentially, yeah, throw them on uh, throw their head uh, on I'm the with- pike. You know, sure, put the, yeah, ho- sure. hoist their body up uh, at the edge of town to make sure everybody knows where you stand on this issue. Sure. Yep. Most people and, would. Instead of, take, take, instead, take I mean, and how, look, there is no clear answer to what do you do with those people. Like, when all these people that are supporting Trump <laughs> now, if we impeach him, same thing. what happens with them? It, but yeah. it is the same thing. Like, what do you do? You accept that you have to represent the whole country. And if Who's you, doing that? Who's doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, nobody. <laughs> it right. sure isn't it. We, we don't have that either. politician on a national level, and I don't know if we're at the point where we would recognize and elect a person with that mentality on a national they level. Even, they'd, never, they'd never get nominated. Right. You could not run a primary... 
Bay. I guess it's a primary. I'm, I'm losing my facilities here. But you could never run like the the Hillary uh, Bernie yeah. thing from last year, whatever that primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you primary, could never yeah, run. Right. You you could never run that way now. Trying to be a centrist, you a centrist cannot exist. It can it, it will not get the oxygen to breathe anymore. So uh, again, I come back to it. How do you propose? You have to suppress the other half of the country at some point because it's going to get to the point where both of these extremes have been, become so radicalized and so far apart from each other, and they are going to become the mainstream. This isn't the fringes are becoming the mainstream Democrats. They've already become the mainstream Republicans. It is Trump's party. And this, this 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 reminds me of one thing, and I want to point this out because you guys were talking about Jeff Flake, I think, either in the last podcast or two podcasts ago, and. Uh-huh. You were asking, is the, one of the questions you guys asked was, is this Trump's party? And I was basically yelling in my computer, of course it's Trump's party. The fact that Jeff Flake is not running for re-election and has dropped out proves it. Because he cannot get elected. He cannot, he cannot breathe in the Republican Party in Arizona today. He will not get reelected, and he knows it. Bob Corker was the same way. The, the reason he's getting out of it is because he knows that the party, the base, has moved so far to the right that he will not stand a chance to get reelected, and he's not going to waste the money or the time to do it. So what's going to fill that vacuum, you see? Extremists. So that's the, indi- yeah. that's, that's the indication to me, anyway, when I saw those two things happening. Uh, you, you ask whose party? Is, is, Trump, is it really Trump's party? Well, yeah. And it's going to get worse. <laughs> it, 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 it's, 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 the, it's the recent pattern. This is where it becomes the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, I think so what do you, you, you've got to figure that out. Just to finish my point, you've got to finish this out. And, 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 and the same thing happens if Trump gets reelected. What do they propose to do about the other half of the country that's liberal and sees him as an evil fascist? You've got, oh. At some point, it's going to come to the point where you have to start suppressing the other half. And it's the half of the fucking country. How do you do that? I, 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 and this is it's not a popular theory that I when I when I say this in in polite circles, but I think it, we are now starting to realize that just because we declared the Civil War over in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, it's not it's never really went away. It's just turned into a call. It, it turned into culture wars. It turned into it, it just uh, it, wars in the media, et cetera, et cetera. We've been at each other's throats pretty much consistently since then, and we've self-segregated ourselves from, uh, uh, we use code words, city, urban, rural. You know, what's that mean? Well, urban means pretty much black black minorities um, a mix of people all right or you know rural pretty much means w- white away 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 from away from cities etc cetera, etc cetera. and I, I don't know that there is an answer besides there's going to be two americas and I, I don't think the mason dixon line is going to be the dividing line this time it's going to just be poverty line no I, it, I would, hey, I mean, if we're going to fucking, if, if, if it's time to grab pitchforks and, and, uh, and, and torches, I'd rather it be over, you know, the, the disparity well, in growth and income and inequality. Well, you, I can, don't you, think, 
at all. You can unite. You can unite people over that. Well, you, know? you could. I think if you want to understand this, this, go ahead, Aaron. I think if you want to understand this problem, you have to understand yeah. that it's not an American problem. I mean, what you're really talking about is humans are expanding this idea collectively of human rights and what that means and what rights any individual human should expect. We are continually expanding that, and the antithesis of that is tradition. And it has to be, because traditions are ingrained with our concept of what our rights were as individuals at the time. And they have to be deconstruct. Those traditions have to be deconstructed in order to accept new concepts of human rights. You know, our new human rights that we talk about. We talk about having fucking internet as a basic human right. Right. Something that didn't even exist in the past. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, it, it, that is now now necessary for a happy or just livable life in this country or in this world, right? So I, it's not that you you can solve this divide in this country. I think you have to figure out how do you govern knowing the fact that that is going to, that's going to be an eternal struggle. Human rights are, is always going to be looked at as progress, and that's not always a good thing especially for people who live their lives based on the traditions of the past, who structure their ideas of safety and how to operate in the world and what it, the world means and give some meaning to something that seems completely <clears throat> chaotic if you take that away from you, people. You know, whether it's their... It doesn't have to be like a major religious structure. It's just... You know how things are. That's the way I grew up and the way I'm going to be. Right? That's a comfortable life to live. See, I and I agree with it, you that it's not uniquely American. I just think it, we're we're going to end up with some sort of version of what we've seen other countries have to do in the past. Which ones? I mean, Northern Ireland versus Ireland. That was religious. Northern, no, that was uh, North- Catholic Protestant. That wasn't really a racial thing. North Korea versus South. Well, I'm, ta- I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying a racial thing. What I'm, I'm. It, it's going to be. It's going to be. I. It's going to be ideologues driving this shit, mm-hmm. and for, for at least the the foreseeable future, it seems like identity politics is the new is the new playbook that both sides are going to. It's the hot new it's the hot new formation like like the Wildcat was in football a few years ago. It's the shift in baseball. It's the it's, new thing to do. Yeah. It's 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 pitch counts. It's you know starting pitchers only pitch so much then you bring in your relievers. It's, it's what we're all it's doing. It's relating the ego is what it is. It, it's 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 the perfect political marketing tool. Exactly, right. and it's I, the tribalism I just, that we were talking about at the exactly top of the right. show. It's it's the kinds of the, when we jump online, we didn't all enter one world. We just found different ways to separate that mm-hmm. world into different tribes. You know, what and it, it what doesn't it have to be based on my neighbor. It can be based on ideologies purely. So when I when I hear liberals talk, 
especially the the Berniecrats, and they they start talking about identity politics, and then out of the other side of their mouth, they talk about unity. What I'm hearing is unity by division. How the fuck does that work? Unity, like unity, is something to achieve once we can all agree on everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's an oh, it's an ideal to you? to strive yeah. for. Hold on for a second. Unity is something we can all agree on. What? Oh, I said unity is is an ideal to achieve someday once we can all agree on everything. So unity is an ideal to achieve once we can agree on how we're going to divide ourselves up properly. <laughs> right, yes. I guess so. Once we, well, I mean, yeah. because the other I'm side of divide it. is <laughs> conquer, right? <laughs> well, I mean, well, it, we can, yeah. maybe we just have to accept the fact that that there's never going to be any type of unity, period, with everybody. United we stand. I mean, I, I just... I just don't see it. I mean, it, okay. We've we've said the this only thing that times. can change that aliens. And I'm, <laughs> I I'm haven't you seen aliens? Fucking uh, dead serious, yeah. though. I, I don't too. No, I fucking totally agree with you. I completely agree with you. Like if we if we can apply if oh, we can the, detect the right now with that guy man something that is alive outside our solar system that that we can accept has some sort of intelligence that we can identify that it looks enough like us or acts enough like us that we can go oh my god it's fucking cute or it's weird or it's wants like, to eat us or yeah just <laughs> anything it's going to change <laughs> yeah. well, the way let's that we that the way that we divide ourselves up. I mean, look at, the only way that we're going to get to Star Trek is when we meet Klingons. We're not going to get to Star Trek first and, and then meet the Klingons. The thing is, is that if we don't meet the Klingons soon, we're going to be at the road. We're not going to ever get to Star Trek. And so That's I, the I want that to be a movie now too, like Ben Stiller in space, meet the Klingons. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. Again, I, I I ask you, Aaron. I mean, I know I know you're. I I appreciate the fact that there is an optimist on here because I think that if it were just Chris and Rich and I, it would be this really negative circle jerk thing, and we'd all be you know wanting to kill kittens and pandas at the end of the show. Uh, I I I, I ask time. you though, and I'm looking for this. I'm I'm not saying this hyperbolically. I mean it. Mm-hmm. I am looking for any indication any indication of hope that there is something that some way some mechanism that's in place not aliens okay and not an asteroid hitting uh where it's possible to start finding some sense of commonality higher commonality beyond ideology and where we can start walking this back because if we don't and it terrifies the living. I have a place to go in the Andes Mountains, my friends. I've been there. I'm going there again. And I have a place I can get the fuck out of here. Most people don't. This terrifies the shit out of me. And I have a track record. I will send you the link here. And I've sent it to these guys. I'll send you that fucking podcast that I did in 2014. I am like Todd Stradamus sometimes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, that, I'm telling you. I, I predicted Trump in 2009. I can send you the link. Uh, I trust my guts on these things, and I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny. Now, I, I really, honestly, I am. I'm looking for any indication, any indication at all that I'm wrong, and I can't find it. Yeah, well, 
So is that the happy note we're going yeah, out on since we I, always I, go I, out on downers? Because, no, <laughs> <laughs> dude, we go, even when we try to go out happy, I usually end up shitting on that fucking kitten. And it's like, uh, you know, oh, well, that's dead. I guess that's the thought to go out on. Next week. <laughs> hey, Linus played a great game. God damn it. No, oh. they didn't. <laughs> I did watch the Lions today, uh, Thanksgiving Day here in uh, here in uh, Northern Massachusetts. Time. And holy shit, my girlfriend is just like they still yeah, suck. It's no, it's not new. It's not terrible. It's not well, here we go. We haven't talked baseball. Justin Verlander got his World Series ring. There's an up note. Merry Christmas, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He didn't even go to the fucking parade. He took her to Italy. And then he- Tweeted, he just bought some kind of Lamborghini the other day. I hate that motherfucker yeah. so much. See, we have to. It's just negativity. <laughs> See, Twitter, yeah, Twitter brought the negativity. Tweeting out a Lamborghini. <sighs> We're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, it's like yeah, I think it's <laughs> good. Jesus Christ, yeah. Right. I think well, I have to work tomorrow, so yay. Tab, thanks yeah, for. Thanks for joining us. It was really great Fun, to hear man. from you again. Yeah, cool man. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I have uh, this trip coming up. I'm, I'm, I, I think I told all you guys I'm flying to Columbia on, on Saturday. Uh, maybe down the road a little bit if I can find a little piece of a uh, little sunshine that I can pull out of my asshole at some point because I, I tend to turn into a more positive human being when I'm traveling. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I may, uh, I, I'll have my phone with me. Maybe we can, uh, do like a little follow up or something down the road. Yeah. Check in with um, us, please. Yeah. Cause I can, I can do that from, you know, hostels have wifi and I think most of them will, uh, handle, uh, Skype pretty well. Yeah, I've done American Skype teenagers are gonna a number of times from down. American What's teenagers going to need wifi taking their gap year in the hostel, man. Oh, Jesus. You know, that's one thing that we didn't get to on this with uh, the, the social media thing. When I first went down there, uh, I went down to Mexico in 2011. Now, this is uh, smartphones weren't quite what they are now, but they were around. Now, if, when you go to these hostels and you used to like go to the common areas, they, have, they all have like an area where everybody hangs out and bonds and tries to fuck. Uh, you would sit there and you would actually be able to have a conversation with people. Now, the last couple of times that I've been down there, nobody is talking to each other. They're all sitting there looking at their fucking screens rather than trying to fuck each other. It's really fucking weird. How that happened. These are like the enlightened and evolved Europeans. <laughs> you know? It's, it's fucking strange how the, uh, all this fucking technology is affecting people. Blue light opiate for the masses, man. Yeah, it is, dude. That's what? the truth. So you're going you're gonna to try to upload. You're going to do, I, I assume this is one podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're going to try to upload on uh, Saturday, oh, right? I'll try. It's going to happen. Yeah, it'll be up. No, try yeah, it. Do like Yoda, son. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, I'm going to be in Cartagena by, uh, I think our flight gets there at 145. So what time do you usually have this up? Afternoon. Okay. I will grab, grab some cheap Colombian beer, some cheap Colombian cigarettes, and I will plan on sitting in that hostel listening to this work of art. <laughs> it's <laughs> easy there. work of art. It's almost full. Yeah, it's almost four Saturday hours, night. and Aaron's got to sort through and cut shit out. Afternoon. How do you? Can I ask you one more question? How the fuck do you do this? How do you? How do you get all of this audio into one file? Uh, compression. No, I mean, how do you? How do you? I cannot. Fa- I can't even picture how you're getting like my feed. Are you all in the same room? Oh, you're not. No. Are you? 
No. No, we're yeah. all in yeah, different we're places. In four different locations. Uh, it's how, how are you getting this into one program? It's the Skype Depus is what I call it. It's involves three different registrations in, on Skype and uh, a registration fix that allows me to open up multiple copies of it at once that I can then route the audio through the internal sound card. And then there's a whole series of monitoring so that we can actually hear each other that involves physical outputs and inputs on the sound card where I have to run a channel out into an input on itself, making sure that I mute it so that I don't get feedback. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it took a, Christ. It took, a, it took quite a bit of research to do it this way. This allows me to have everybody on their separate track, which is why I asked you to call back in yeah, and not yeah. just have you on Rich's track. Yeah, that way can I can process the levels and need, each right? two separately. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I'm impressed, dude. I, I have never... That's the I, short I can't, answer. Yeah, I can't even... I have this Mac, and I cannot get it... I can't even figure out how to get it to record off of like a... I don't know, a YouTube... You record audio off of like a YouTube what's video. The, you should um, do it on PC, what but... What call them? I forget. Yeah, what's the program that I, I steered you to, Chris? I can't remember I what it was. It like months ago. It's, uh, it allows you to... Soundflower, yes, is a free program that allows you to route audio through the Mac. Basically... Any application to application internally. Yeah. Oh, fuck! I wish I would have had that a long time ago. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. I, I was. I was. That's really what I would have been using. I wouldn't have to do these crazy input and output loops with the sound card if I had. If they had something that worked that well for PC, or if I had a Mac. Yeah. I, so you know, anyway, it's, but it, it's an incredible. I mean, you talk about, you know, you want to go out on a high note. I know you're probably going to cut all this, but I mean, this is a, a really wonderful I'm thing. If we're, all, if we're all in four fucking rooms and I'm sitting in Massachusetts yeah. and you guys are at your own houses yeah. Yeah. and we're able yeah, to yeah. do this, this is fucking, that's pretty fucking it remarkable. It down. Why we call him the doctor? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, props, man. I couldn't do it. <laughs> What's your juggalo name again? Doctor. Oh, uh, what was it? <laughs> My Juggalo name? Were you talking about Doctor Mountandu? No, 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 no. The do- the, the doctor from that Juggalo News Network thing, oh. and then you were like, "Oh, oh the one I really oh, liked." Oh shit! I forget. I- I'm gonna start calling myself that. <laughs> oh damn it! I could. I have to go back and look it up. <laughs> It'd make like a good DJ name. <laughs> it would too. Oh, you know, I see Peter Lady. You know something awful. Something horrendous. What? It was. It was. Oh yeah. It's like doctors stretch nuts, stink. No, I don't. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you're, cha- you're 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 chasing down the right rabbit there, Rich. <laughs> this is. I, I, uh, this is. I feel really like uh, punch drunk. Yeah. My brain is just drunk. like fucking fried. This might be this might be the, the first podcast we've done with these two, Todd, where we're the most sober ones. I can tell you this. Uh it's the first podcast I've done with you guys sober. There you go. There you go. Because I, I think I did one on my couch back in Chicago like this. 
but I was I was half I was I was pretty lit up. I think I had like a six pack of Blue Moon, and uh, yeah, the ones we did at your place. I know we were drinking oh, that. <laughs> the the lost Jeez. episodes. <laughs> the what? When what? The lost episodes. It. When we die, we'll release it. it. It's, it's one episode that I was just like, it was literally the first 10 minutes was just all of us yelling at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was. Even was so Aaron bad. was drunk. It was like, I, you can't. It was like, none of this is discernible. This is just like releasing an argument. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, good God. It's like if you that. just mic'd the audience in a card shark Kinda. episode. <laughs> I think this one oh, went yeah. much better. So, uh, showed up uh, forty five minutes late. I would hope I would hope we got better in three years. If not, Jesus Christ, what <laughs> yeah, are we no, doing? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to see how this comes out though, man. I uh I really am. And I, I I'll let you guys go here. I gotta get up here here in the morning and um I have to start packing and shit. I'm I'm actually gonna be at the airport we get in four hours. Going to Columbia. Everything done. Yeah, I'm just I'm telling myself this. I can't believe I'm leaving today. <laughs> it's more for my own benefit than yours. Uh but no, I uh I meant what I said earlier though, guys. I hope you guys uh I hope you uh continue down that that path that I was talking about earlier and you guys really We have you, no you plans know, and stopping. Yeah, you guys have a really good thing going. And uh I mean we that I'm not stopping the in the world blowing. insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not blown. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, and I'm not. I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I, I really mean it, and uh, I. Uh, I don't give that compliment out very often. Every oh, time we think we're out, that out by now. So every time we think we're out, the world pulls us <laughs> yeah. back in. Yeah, <laughs> we're like fucking yeah. Batman. Well, yeah. Well, good man. Keep it up. Keep up the good fight, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with it. And uh, well, aren't yeah, you going to say goodbye to the audience? We got to do the sign off. By the way. Come back on. Any, any time. All right, we'll wrap it up then. Oh. Chris, go with your very <laughs> it's, it's a holiday. We'll or give comments a break. Just follow us on Twitter at our regimented pod. Email us at regimented at chrisfree.net. And thanks okay. for, yeah. once again, Todd, thanks for sitting in oh, with yeah, us. We man, do appreciate it, man. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah, check in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear more. All right. All right. Okay. I will All right. Do that. Later, guys. It's going to be, by the way, uh, just so you guys know. It'll be 88 degrees in Cardane on Saturday. Oh, well, fuck off then. I don't want to hear from you. We have to leave on negativity. (laughs) Call me in the springtime. (laughs) We'll do it. Good talking to you guys. Bye.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.